From the heart of where innovation, money, and power collide, in Silicon Valley and beyond, this is Bloomberg Technology with Emily Chang. I'm Ed Ludlow in New York, in for Emily Chang. This is Bloomberg Technology. Coming up in the next hour, tech continues to tumble. The Nasdaq 100 falls for a fifth day. Its worst streak since February as angst among global central banks and a strong dollar grows. Plus, Amazon goes after deal-hungry shoppers. As retailers brace for a lackluster holiday season, the e-commerce giant will hold a second Prime Day sale this October in the fight back against inflation. And is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's your delivery falling from the sky. We talked to Zipline about the drone startup's new sound technology, the latest play to win over regulators. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, let's get a look at the markets. Tech continued its slide as part of a broad market sell-off spurred by sharp moves in the pound and a march higher in Treasury yields. And despite some mega caps closing in the green, investors remain subdued in the face of global monetary policy tightening. Joining me in New York, who else but Bloomberg's Katie Greifeld. Monday, volatility, madness. Where was the pain? It was an ugly day. Uh, definitely a sell everything kind of market, but sort of the epicenter of all that pain was the bond market. Let's talk about the 10-year Treasury yield soared 24 basis points. It's dangerously close to a 4% handle. We haven't seen that since 2009. Of course, this is after UK gilts went crazy after the pound hit another record low, but that bled right into the U.S. market and the U.S. bond market after the Bank of England didn't really do much to calm any sort of nerves. And of course, the ripple effect in you know, times of stress, correlations approach one. That's what happened today. Right. And it really took a whammy out of the stock market, too. I think what's really interesting, you know, we talk a lot about the Nasdaq 100 because we're here in the U.S. So much of global mega cap tech is on the Nasdaq 100. But this has been a really global week, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen the impact of the pound. We've seen the impact of push higher, not just in treasuries, but in gilts as well. And global tech has fallen. But the Nasdaq 100 has kind of outperformed a little relative yeah. to, to the rest of, of tech stocks. It was a really interesting day, actually, because, of course, it did still close about a half a percent lower than Nasdaq 100. But you compare that to the S&P 500, which was down about 1%. It was an outperformance, and it was all thanks to that mega cap tech, like you mentioned. I mean, you had the likes of Amazon, Apple, Tesla managing 
to squeak out gains. And the sheer size of those companies, that's going to mask a lot of pain at the index level. Of course, those stocks have been falling for a while now, and that's been to uh, the detriment of the index. But today, it was actually a little bit of a help. Maybe people were saying, okay, yields are higher, the discount rate is higher, but we're talking about Amazon here right. now. Does it really matter? We've done a poll, mm. the MLive Pulse. I heard about it. And we ask a question, where does the NASDAQ 100 end the year? What's so astonishing is this, the strength of the response. You see it there on your screen. You know, I think we're at around 11,000 level. You know, the vast majority see us going lower to 10. A small section of professional retail investors see us going to 14,000. But it's really hard right now to call a bottom in tech stocks when those real yields continue to push higher. Absolutely. But to that point, if you're a bull, you probably love to see something like this. The fact that you do have such a strong consensus that this is a bad environment for tech. Just to go into the numbers a little bit, both professional and retail traders thought the major that, that the NASDAQ will 100 will hit 10,000 before it hits 14,000. At 11,000, that's about a 10% fall. So definitely uh, the crowd would tell you that there's more tech pain to come. To your point, as real yields march higher, but you know we know that there's people going to try to catch that knife. I'm looking at Bitcoin. Yeah. I've been trading around 19,000 US dollars per token and between 19,000 and 19,200, a kind of more narrow range than the volatility of recent sessions. What's the story with Bitcoin? You know, Bitcoin, it's really making a run for it. Up about 1%, I think, today. It had been up as much as 2%. That doesn't sound like much, but on a day where you have the S&P 500 down 1%, you do see Bitcoin and crypto broadly bucking the trend a little bit here. Typically, those two assets trade hand in hand. But I mean, at this point, there's been so much pain in the crypto space. Bitcoin, the largest coin out there, it's down over 50% year to date in this current bout of market volatility, I think a lot of leverage has been flushed out of that market and there's the marginal seller is already gone. What is Casey Greifeld looking for this week? You know, I am just trying to make it through weekend, but it's going to be really interesting to see what the bond market does here and the currency markets to see a lot of the stress emanating from those two asset classes, you have to wonder how much pain there's left for stocks. All right, that angst creeping into equities. Thank you to Bloomberg's Katie Greifel. Now, Amazon's trying Prime Day again. The company is offering a two-day early access sale on October 11th and 12th, ahead of the holiday season. It's the first time it's done two Prime Day events in the same year. This, as retailers across the world warn of a slowdown in holiday shopping. Here to discuss... Bloomberg's Spencer Soper. Spencer, what's the play here from Amazon? Hey, why not? You know, try to slap Prime Day on it. Try to get people excited. Try to get a bunch of them to your to your site. Sell as much stuff as you can. They've definitely got a lot of merchants dealing with an inventory glut, like a lot of other, a lot of other retailers. They want to move things quickly and they want to try to get people's money before somebody else does. So we've got this kind of race going on of Christmas creeping earlier and earlier into the season. Was this a surprise that they would add a second Prime Day, or did we know that it was in the works? Not really. There were some reports about it about it happening. I think it was the precise day was really the the only uh, the only news, and that they're kind of rebranding it as a uh, as a uh, Prime Early Access as a, as opposed to calling it Prime Day Two because 
Prime Day 2 just doesn't sound uh, fresh enough or something. You talked a little bit about inventories. You know, I think a lot of the sellers on Amazon had to do this juggling act, right, of supply chain crunch, getting things in for last holiday season. A lot of that didn't turn up until the middle of this year. So what's the risk here for the sellers on, on the Amazon platform? Well, the risk is that they don't sell it, you know, so I think we're going to see prices drop, drop a lot uh, on on consumer goods, you know, on, on non-discretionary um, I'm sorry, on, on discretionary purchases. Right. So, you know, and then and then they're trying to align with consumer taste. A lot of things people wanted the past couple of years during the pandemic, they just don't want anymore. So um, how do you entice somebody to buy that if they don't want it? You got to give them a great, great, great deal. So, you know, that that's going to be the danger there. And a lot of these merchants anticipating taking taking haircuts and a lot of even retooling, retooling their uh, uh, their product line to try to try to align better with with what people uh, are buying now. What's the mood music been from Andy, Jassy and Amazon about the state of the global consumer, about the economic pain that we're seeing around the world? Uh, they haven't given a, a whole lot of guidance on it or, or said a whole lot. You know, they're still just trying to, uh, you know, pr promote their business, be, be the place to go for, for deals, be the place to go for your holiday shopping, preach uh, convenience, um, and just try to try to stand out. You know, so, uh, you know, basically it's just going to be a dogfight for every consumer dollar and they, they want to they, they want to get everyone they can. I remember the conversation you and I were having last year. I was in London at the time, but Black Friday, Cyber Monday. What does a second Prime Day event mean in terms of how consumers spend with those kind of other traditional holiday shopping periods? Yeah, it's, I don't know if they're kind of borrowing uh, tomorrow's spending today. I think a lot of this is retailers just racing, realizing that people are probably going to be coming up uh, against the edges of their spending limits come the holiday season. You know, it's like people are leaning on their credit cards to pay for things like food and fuel. You know, that's how they've been dealing with inflation. So come holiday season, they might not have a lot of room even on their credit cards, let alone money to spend. So I think they're just trying to lock those sales in uh, while people still have money. Hey, Spencer, what are we hearing from the retailers themselves? that have their small businesses on the Amazon platform? I just said they're, they're not expecting the best holiday. You know, again, the, the, they, they recognize there's an inventory glut. They know that they're competing with against a lot, a lot of other sellers, so they're going to have to pay for advertising to stand out. Then they're going to have to have, uh, you know, good discounts to get buyers to, to compel buyers to buy. So they're not looking for a, uh, a great holiday. All right, Bloomberg, Spencer Soper. Thank you very much. Coming up, Microsoft's valuation has dropped more than Apple's since the beginning of the year. Bloomberg Intelligence says this valuation trend could reverse, in part because the software maker is better positioned to survive a recession. We'll explore next. This is Bloomberg. Let's talk mega caps. Shares of Microsoft have dropped about 29% year to date, almost double the decline Apple has seen in its stock.
But research from Bloomberg Intelligence finds if you get the microscope out, Microsoft is outperforming the iPhone maker on almost every single financial metric and might be better positioned to survive a recession. Joining us to discuss is the author of that research, Bloomberg Intelligence senior tech analyst Anurag Rana. Anurag, what is the thesis here? So the thesis is very simple. When you look at the tech space, software has been killed quite a bit over the last one year, or I would say nine months because of rising rates, because it's one of the highest growth sectors. And, you know, we think Microsoft has been, uh, you know, punished unjustly compared to the likes of Apple, who has performed better in this time frame. And our thesis is, if you look at the growth profile of Microsoft, it's better than Apple. If you look at the margin profile, it's better than Apple. And, and finally, and most importantly, it is a lot less uh, dependent or exposed to China than Apple is. I think we have a Bloomberg terminal chart that shows us the 12-month price-to-earnings multiples on both Apple and Microsoft. Microsoft come down a little below Apple in recent trading sessions. Are investors just sort of more focused on Microsoft's near term, what it's doing right now, what, rather than what it could do? See, I think in both cases, Microsoft has not disappointed anybody in the last, I would say, quarter. And in fact, if we go into next quarter also, you know, they haven't revised their guidance. Now, dollar is going to be an issue, so translation risk is there, and which we all know. But if you look at the constant currency growth, we see no reason why Microsoft cannot grow 12 to 15% in constant currency, at least for the next two quarters. And even if we hit a bad recession next year, you know, we still argue that it can grow north of 10% in constant currency. It has a very diverse portfolio of software products from cloud to office to windows. And, you know, a mixture of all of this should let, should, uh, you know, allow them to grow north of 10%. So let's zero into that idea of being recession proof or at least better positioned to weather a recession. You know, Microsoft and Apple do have different businesses. Why is Microsoft better positioned to weather a recession than Apple? So we argue that enterprises are in a better position than consumers are. Now, in the case of Apple, you know, Apple consumers in most cases are rich people and they will continue to buy Apple, the, the iPhones. But if you look at a year-over-year -year growth comparison, you know, Apple's consensus, if you just go by consensus for the next three years, it's high single digits. If you look at Microsoft, it's going to be in low double digits, at least for that time frame. So even without, you know, diving deep into that, they can surprise on the upside because of cloud or because of any other reason. And this is not even accounting for the Activision acquisition going through. You know, Microsoft is better positioned because of its enterprise presence. There's one key market that we're all zeroed in on right now, and that's China. Where does China fit into this idea that Microsoft may be better positioned right now in some sense relative to Apple? So if you look at Apple, Apple is very exposed to the greater China region. It, you know, it generates over 20% of its revenue there. But more importantly, from its supply chain, you know, bulk of the phones are assembled in that market. Any disruptions globally because of um, you know, COVID reasons or any geopolitical tensions, you know, Apple will have a hard time to um, fulfill the demand for its products. While 
when you look at Microsoft, it does depend on China for its uh, expansion of its cloud uh, data centers. But other than that, it does not generate that much revenue away from, uh, from China or for that matter, um, you know, is exposed to it either from a supply chain uh, a lot less than what Apple is. We broke some news the other day here on Bloomberg Technology about Microsoft's confidence that this Activision deal gets done and the market really seemed to be paying attention. What was your read on that? I think this is going to be a very interesting uh, acquisition for everybody in the tech line because I think the general consensus is that the regulators are going to be very tough on Microsoft and which is partially the reason you see a massive price gap but it's you know it, it I, I think every every couple of months we will see if there is there are no major uh, I'd say hangups from the regulators you would see that price cap closing in fact our antitrust analyst thinks that the deal is going to go through uh, because of uh, the nature of the deal rather than, uh, you know, the size of Microsoft or the size of the deal. Apple, fundamental strong near-term risk. Why did you write that? Yeah, I mean, the reason we say that is because if you look at Apple for right now, 43% of their revenue comes from both Europe and China. And those are two geographies or two regions that are facing economic uh, slow down right now. In fact, Europe, we think, is things are probably going to get worse before, in, the, in the near term before they get better. The second thing we want to point out is that the iPhone 14 is not a mobile leader, uh, a needle mover for Apple, just because the hardware design is still old. Uh, and in most cases, in the base model, even the processor is a bit old. And like the next year's model is going to be a big shift. When you look at the Apple's uh, install base of, let's say, 800 million iPhones, and with the right. refresh cycle of about 3.67 million phones, 3.6 years, you're going to sell about 220 million phones. We don't see that needle changes this year as much. All right. Anurag Rana crunching the numbers at Bloomberg Intelligence. Thank you very much. Sticking with Apple, the company's begun manufacturing its new iPhone 14 in India much sooner than expected. Production is weeks ahead of schedule after Foxconn found the process surprisingly smooth. Apple is expanding manufacturing as tensions in China, where most iPhones are made, escalate with the US. At the same time, India has been key to make the country into a viable competitor to China in technology and production capabilities. And Apple's aggressive push into audio, specifically wireless headphones, has been one of the company's most successful bets. Bloomberg's Max Chafkin explains the controversial strategy around the AirPods. Good morning. For years, investors and fans of Apple have been waiting to see if the company's CEO, Tim Cook, can release a product to match the success of the iPhone. But Apple's next big thing might be in your pocket already. I'm talking about these little things, AirPods. Third-party estimates suggest Apple sold around 120 million pairs last year, taking in about $20 billion. And the reason for their success also gets to the heart of why Apple is so controversial. Partly it's a credit to the headphones themselves, but only partly. It's sort of easy to forget that when these were released, reviewers hated them. They didn't sound great, they got lost easily, they're not durable, they're environmentally questionable. But they had one thing going for them. They were easy to set up with the iPhone. This wasn't an accident. 
It was the culmination of Cook's strategy to transform the phone from a one-off product to an ecosystem of services like iCloud and accessories like the Apple Watch and AirPods. None of these extras really do much without the phone, and the phone doesn't work particularly well without them. Back in 2016, when Apple announced AirPods, the company also made everybody else's headphones worse by getting rid of the audio jack on the iPhone. To use normal headphones, you need an adapter. The company's VP of marketing said this was about one thing. Courage. Which, okay, sure, but it was also about Apple's awesome market power. That makes the company controversial. Spotify, Epic Games, Tile, and even Google all say it abuses its power. But antitrust litigation will take years, and until then, Apple can extract ever more money out of its 15 years young cash cow, the iPhone. Who needs the next big thing? Thanks to Max Chafkin for that. Coming up, remote working during the pandemic has left many New York offices empty. How the trend is part of a larger property dilemma in major cities across the world. This is Bloomberg. The rise of remote work during the pandemic has put New York City at the center of a global property dilemma where multi-billion dollar buildings sit vacant, leaving property owners in a bind. Bloomberg's Natalie Wong has the details. Now, as you know, I'm visiting from San Francisco. If I take a stroll down Third Avenue, there's far fewer workers going through revolving doors than there were, say, four years ago when I was last here. What's the story? Right, and you see a lot of vacant storefronts as well. Um, as you well know, a lot of workers are just not coming into the office and companies are reducing their real estate footprint because of that. And those that are looking to expand are simply just not looking at an office building on Third Avenue. You know, we're all still using tools like Zoom and Teams, Microsoft Teams. You know, there's a s multiple options. But what are the landlords going to do to fix this, to get workers and companies back into the buildings themselves. A lot of landlords all across the city are adding amenities. They're putting in hundreds of millions of dollars into their office building to add stuff like outdoor spaces, new lobbies, new elevators to entice new tenants. And then hopefully those tenants will get their workers to come back in as well as we're slowly starting to see happen across the city. It's a long-standing problem. Same in San Francisco. There's just not enough apartments at an affordable price point. Right. But there's a lot of empty buildings, you just told me. How do we convert? And why is it so hard to convert those office buildings into residential? That's a question that everyone's asking. You know, the reality is a lot of the midtown office buildings are so big and rectangular, and there's just so much dark spaces within those buildings that it's hard to convert into livable residential areas. And on top of that, there's zoning restrictions with the city that doesn't allow for these types of um, renovations to be made and there's no tax or financial incentives that are provided to landlords to embark on this super costly um, renovation. That's the building owners perspective. Yes. What do the tenants want? You know, what are they asking for? 
Tenants want the best in the newest places. They want to be near Grand Central Terminal. They want to be near their peers, you know, uh, private equity finance firms, mega big tech firms that are expanding on the far west side of Manhattan. And they have a lot of options to choose from. So if they're going to choose between, you know, a Third Avenue 1950s building that has sort of been renovated but not really or look at Hudson Yards where there's new skyscrapers and landlords are providing incentives to get you to move in, they're going to choose the newer ones. Right. This is part of our Bloomberg big take, of course. What was the thing that surprised you most reporting this out? I think the thing that surprised me the most was really just how much this impacts everyone, not just landlords, but tenants and also the city. You know, the city has lost a lot of tax revenue due to the decline in the values of these office buildings. And it doesn't look like it's going to turn around anytime soon. All right. Thank you to Bloomberg's Natalie Wong. Coming up, Andreessen Horowitz calls him the Silicon Valley CEO's CEO. I'll chat about venture capital and investing in a downturn with race capital's Alfred Shuang. Plus, later, crypto is considered one of the riskiest, if not the riskiest asset class these days. But the currencies are among the top performers this quarter. This is Bloomberg. This is Bloomberg Technology. I'm Ed Ludlow in New York. Let's get back to that market volatility. Major benchmarks like the Nasdaq 100 continue to fluctuate as economic uncertainty and monetary policy changes spur concern. And that includes a hit to all corners of the technology universe, making this a tough environment for everyone, from mega caps to Silicon Valley startups. Let's bring in Race Capital general partner, Alfred Schwang. He's known as the Valley CEO's CEO. Alfred, what is your read on these markets right now? Well, Ed, thank you for having me. Um, now, at Race Capital, we are seeing an earliest investor in infrastructure companies like Databricks, Solana, and FTX. So when I saw Race Capital's founder, Sam, Free, uh, Sam Bankman Free in New York last week, we talked about how the crypto market was in much worse shape in 2019 as is compared to today when he first started FTX. So the growth stage and the late stage venture market may have been dampened, obviously by the recent market crash. But we are seeing early stage deals staying very strong, I think because of a few reasons. Number one, seed funding is not tied to revenue. Market slowdown has very little, little impact. 
to early stage founders. So when we invest, we look for a founder market fit. Right. Right. So and most C stage companies raise 18 to 24 months of runway to find that fit itself. Number two, IPO is not the only route of exit anymore. I mean, we look at the recent Adobe Figma, $20 billion mega deal. We can see um, the next two years is going to be very strong in animating. So that's cyclical. And three, venture capital investors are sitting on $162 billion of cash for new investments. So these dry powders are driving energy to find the best founder and a lot of early stage deals. So what you're seeing is not risk aversion like we see in the public markets, like we see in the later stages. Are you guys ready to spend? You're ready to deploy capital? Or are you sitting on the sidelines? No, no, we are definitely not sitting on the sideline. We've been extremely active in investing. In fact, um, if you look at the cycle, post a year 2000, post 2008, the very best you know, breakout company were invested soon after those crashes. Really good companies and strong founders you know, bubble up to the top and then valuations are very rational. So you can make bets and be able to have drive large ownership much easier. So this is definitely a good time. You talked about valuations being rational. There's hundreds of startups out there, potentially more with unicorn status, right? Billion dollar valuations. What's the risk that we see those valuations come down, that there's a major repricing of startups of a certain size? Well, this happens in every cycle. So the late stage deal obviously will be highly impacted by the equity market and where it's going, because that's where uh, people thought the liquidity would be. But now we're also seeing, you know, going back to the Figma deal at $20 billion in size, right. that's as any IPO could possibly drive for, you know, investors along the way. So I'm actually not concerned because tech's always needed. And we're about to see one major revolution of going decentralization through Web3 of the type of application that will emerge in the next generation. So very good time indeed. They call you the Silicon Valley CEO's CEO. You were an early investor in a lot of names we now know, right? FTX, Solana. You founded and took public BEA systems, right? Give me the founder's perspective. How hard is it right now to be a fledgling startup or a founder with an idea to sit in front of an investor and come away with some cash in your pocket? Well, without a doubt, raising money is not quite like uh, last year. And founder has to be really on the game to be able to have a story about how they will be able to generate revenue. So thank goodness the word revenue and cash flow matters again. So which are a crucial thing of running real businesses. So and the other thing is, you know, run rate and costs and expenses. We're seeing a slew of layoffs, mostly not because those companies cannot afford those people but they're rethinking how to get the profitability and cash flow positive. So those are things I think is good discipline that we should be seeing good CEO driving great companies that will last a long, long time. There are some areas I know that you have a keen interest in. Web3 
being one. We talk about that in such big abstract terms, you know, what will big tech do when it comes to Web3? Will they do anything at all when it comes to Web3? Do you think investors are starting to lose a bit of patience there? Well, um, Web3 is much more cyclical than the regular market. So if you look at the cycle of Web3, it's pacing at about three years because we saw the last crash in about 2019. We saw a crash in 2022. So if you look at regular cycles, about eight to 10 years, Web3 cycles about every three years. It's just showing the maturation of the technology is moving a lot faster than other cycles we have seen. You know, uh, you know, look at it. You know, you know, like Amazon Web Services, AWS from Amazon, controls over one third of Western's world's internet infrastructure. Right? That's really is unheard of. You have such, you know, large concentrated control of the internet itself. And then you have the other two players, you know, following them combined, they control almost almost all of the Western right. internet infrastructure itself. So decentralization of the internet is greatly needed. We are, have been frustrated with centralized social media control. So the only way to solve it is some of this have to be by technology. So this has to happen. Hey, Alfred, before I let you go, let me draw on your experience. You've been through the tech bubble, you've been through economic ups and downs. How does what we're seeing now in the global economy compare to what you've seen before? Well, um, there were scary at times. So in the 2000 bubble, we're all super early stage companies that were listed publicly and getting trashed, you know, when they don't make earnings. And the market, you know, have no escape because it's all publicly done. So when the rug got pulled under, it was over. In 2008, it was a financial crisis. We weren't even sure if our banking system was sound right. and was to be a continuum. Now, this is very different. I believe, obviously, we have major issue in the world. We have inflation. We have rapidly rising interest rate, which caused the market to be retreating to the level they are. And now a T-bill is generating 4%. It's a, we're in a whole different world. So I think from that perspective, investment has to change. But from the tech perspective, we're going to see insanely remarkable productive applications in the next few years out. It'll be better right. than anything we've ever experienced. There's going to be a great time ahead. Race Capital General Partner Alfred Schwang, thank you. Now, Autonomous delivery drone startup Zipline has developed a new sound-based technology to help its aircraft better identify other airspace users. The company hopes the new tech will convince regulators to open up the skies for more drone-based deliveries. I took a trip to a Walmart in northwest Arkansas where Zipline's trialing the tech and caught up with CEO Keller Ronaldo. Is this about to become a more common sight? Zipline thinks so. We're at the Up Summit, and yep. the Up Summit is held in Bentonville, Arkansas. Let's talk about Zipline. What is Zipline? Zipline is providing teleportation as a service to countries, to companies, and now directly to homes. We started with medical products. Today we deliver uh, many different things to primary care facilities, hospitals, homes, whatever people need quickly can be delivered via an autonomous aircraft. 
Zipline launched in Rwanda in 2016. Since then, the service has grown a lot. We actually initially launched just serving 21 hospitals. Today, we serve almost 3,000 hospitals across Rwanda, Ghana, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, Kenya, and now the United States and Japan. I mean, we've delivered one and a half million doses of COVID-19 vaccine, five million doses of traditional vaccine. We deliver 75% of the national blood supply of a couple countries at this point, fully autonomously, uh, in a way that saves lives and saves countries money. Talk to me how in practice that would actually work, loading the drone and, and going from there. Talk to me through the whole process. Once the vehicle launches from the distribution center, it's flying completely autonomously, making all of its own decisions. It'll fly to the GPS coordinates, deliver the package, and we use a really simple, basically, parachute drop, which means that anybody can receive a delivery. You don't need any special infrastructure to receive a delivery. Then the vehicle comes home, lands, we can swap the battery and have the plane back in the air two minutes later. Zipline's latest gambit is taking on the US retail and e-commerce market. Launching zip by 963 in three, two, one. So when the zipline drone shoots off the launcher, it's doing zero to 60 miles an hour in 0.8 seconds. And the battery on the drone means that it, it could travel 200 nautical miles technically on paper, but they're limited to this 1.4 mile radius because the FAA have strict regulations on drones, right? This is what the whole story is about, using this technology in the real world. But this pilot in Pea Ridge, Northwest Arkansas, here at the Walmart store, if you live within that 1.4 mile radius, you can order your hamburger helper or your toothpaste or Q-tips or an orange, whatever you need, and they'll deliver it to your home. To get regulators on board, Zipline's hoping a new sound-based technology will give other air users more confidence that skies full of drones are safe. Explain to me the basics of the technology. DAA stands for de detect and avoid, and it's kind of a core problem for autonomy in United States airspace right now. When you have a really busy airspace, for autonomous vehicles, you must be able to guarantee a two-mile all-clear hockey puck around the vehicles. And there really is no good solution to that problem. We've tried using radar, we've tried using LiDAR, we've tried using cameras. But those systems are expensive, they're heavy, they're energy consumptive, and a lot of times they just plain don't work. Zipline is solving this problem using a microphone array. It's an extremely weird, practical <laughs> approach to this problem, and one that we frankly thought was impossible four years ago as we started working on it. When you're flying through the air really fast, microphones are picking up a lot of ambient noise. You're also having to manage the noise of your own propellers, because the aircraft is making noise as it's flying, and you're listening for something that is somewhere within two miles of you. The amazing thing is that by using really intricate mechanical engineering design, different ways of designing this microphone array, and then combining that with like signal processing and neural nets that can listen to the sound that you're getting from the microphones, we can actually determine not only exactly where a vehicle is, but we can also determine the exact make and model of that aircraft. We think that this technology is going to have a big impact on autonomy in the airspace broadly, um, not just for Zipline. Will this new tech take Zipline mainstream?
Bloomberg NEF analysis suggests the use of drones would only be economical in highly specialized or niche situations like surveillance or mapping. Is delivery in the retail context the biggest market opportunity for you? There's a global transformation coming in logistics, and that is away from these big, heavy, slow gas combustion vehicles toward light, fast, electric, autonomous. It's really our mission. Our exclusive focus is just on approximating teleportation as a company. Coming up. Stocks, bonds and commodities are all in the red since June, but cryptocurrencies are with the dollar as a top performing asset this quarter. This is Bloomberg. As currencies around the world fluctuate, the sterling dropping to a record low against the dollar, there's widespread pessimism rocking markets. But cryptocurrencies during the quarter have performed, well, pretty well. What does this mean? Bloomberg Shanali Basak, who else, is here to explain the relative performance. I see volatility everywhere. I see volatility in crypto. But if you dig a little deeper, there is some outperformance there. It's really interesting to watch how the last couple of months have gone because even though there are a lot of folks in the market that are worried that crypto will break again below that 17,500 mark, you still have the last quarter since the end of June Crypto doing pretty well overall. So if you look at a specific index that we look at, and this is an index of 100 digital currencies tracked by Bloomberg. You're looking at the MVIS Crypto Compared Digital Assets 100 Index. It has added almost 7% since then. That is pretty close to its second performer there. That is the dollar at about 8%. The S&P 500 and gold even has fallen in that time. So you're not looking at, uh, of course, all of those classic risk uh, performing all that well here. Now, there's some interesting questions here about whether that will continue on. Of course, crypto has fallen pretty meaningfully this year. I don't want to make three months a trend, right. but it certainly is something that has not fallen below that lower bound that we saw earlier this year, and in the last three months at least, has been a pretty strong performance. Yeah, not a trend necessarily, but we are looking for sort of the direction of travel Sam Bankman-Fried, somebody that you know well, has been tweeting. I think we can bring it up here. Boy, with the world thinking differently about crypto price moves, it, they measured if, I think he means, they measured it versus world currency baskets instead of just the US dollar. And I think that's a great point that he made because of over the weekend when you saw these massive fluctuations in currencies across the world, you had the crypto crowd stand up and say, what does this mean for cryptocurrencies? And if you work in a, or live in a country where assets, digital assets, can be less volatile than your actual currency, you have people, for example, in Argentina that have flocked to digital assets in a very meaningful way, even El Salvador, even with that volatility, then what does the digital asset mean? It means a lot more than if you're living in a much sta more stable nation. There are still some dissenting voices, some of them louder than others. I'm thinking, of course, of Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan. What did he have to say recently about 
Bitcoin in particular? Yeah, so of course, if you're looking in the traditional finance world, TradeFi, you are looking at Bitcoin as a decentralized Ponzi scheme is what Jamie Dimon told regulators and lawmakers last week. However, let's think about what crypto has done and what it looks like. I wanted to point this out just as a, you know, an exercise here, Ed. We had tips, inflation protected bonds up. Why does that matter here? In the sake of crypto, crypto has long been you know, pitched as an inflation hedge. And I want to say for the people who even say that in, that as an inflation hedge has fallen apart, so has TIPS, which are inflation-protected bonds, which was a hedge fund favorite this year. So you do see both traditional finance and DeFi hitting a little bit of, uh, what do you call it, a roadblock here in the narrative in terms of what crypto means for many people. Hey, very quick, we just had the merge. What's the next kind of calendar event <laughs> that the crypto world looks to? Yeah, well, it's funny that you mentioned the merge because Ethereum was a big part of that outperformance in that index in the last three months. But again, does that continue on? And to what extent does that filter into other assets? Do you see that same love in other proof-of-stake networks, things like Solana and the NFT world? As we know, there are a lot of interesting things happening when you look at the ape community, for example. And we've, we've talked about it here, the Moonbirds as well. So again, the tangential assets to Ethereum we're looking at. All right. Bloomberg's Sonali Basak, thank you. Coming up, a delay in depositions. Both Elon Musk and Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal pushed their pre-trial depositions before the October 17 buyout trial. We'll bring you the latest next. This is Bloomberg. We're three weeks away from a court showdown between Elon Musk and Twitter. Starting October 17th, a Delaware Chancery judge will decide whether the world's richest person has legitimate grounds to walk away from a deal to buy the social media platform for $44 billion. Monday was supposed to be a key moment in the lead up to the trial, but it didn't pan out that way. Joining us to discuss Bloomberg's Kurt Wagner. So Kurt, Elon and Parag was supposed to be deposed Monday. It didn't happen. What happened? Yeah, both uh, Elon and Parag essentially are trying to reschedule their depositions here. Elon was uh, scheduled to uh, be deposed in Delaware. Uh, Parag Agarwal, the CEO of Twitter, was going to do so here in San Francisco. And in both cases, it seems like, um, you know, the timing isn't right. And, and we're told or my understanding is that this is not uh, super rare in a, in a situation like this. But what makes it interesting, of course, Ed, is that we're three weeks away from this right. trial. The trial is three weeks from today. Right. So there's only so many more days for them to push this thing before everyone has to sit down and, and share their side of the story. I want to bring up this chart in my Bloomberg terminal, which I feel like I've looked at for years, but probably <laughs> just months. And it shows the spread, right, of the current share price versus the $54.20 a share that Musk originally offered. And the idea is that, you know, as the spread closes and, and the current share price gets closer to that, that offer price, the market's indicating that it thinks this deal will get done Monday was weird. When we got the news that the depositions were delayed, the stock shot up and very quickly came back down again. 
there was speculation, it seems, in the market that we might be talking about settlement behind the scenes. It's not clear. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, obviously, when two key players like this suddenly push their depositions, you know, as you pointed out, you could see people jump to a conclusion here. Now, we have not heard anything about a settlement. And my guess would be that if there is a settlement, it'll come much closer to the trial because both sides want to figure out what information they can get from these depositions, right? I mean, they don't want to to come to a settlement without un uh, covering every rock here. And so I think because there are so many people that they still have to talk to, it seems a little premature at this point. But as you point out, there are a lot of people who saw that news and probably thought, huh, this is interesting. Why are these two people pushing their uh, depositions? Maybe there's something happening behind the scenes. Right. So the countdown's on. Three weeks to go. What happens next? Well, a lot more of, of this type of stuff, a lot more behind-the-scenes lawyer work, right? These teams uh, uh, for both Musk and Twitter are trying to position themselves, um, you know, with the judge. There's going to be a hearing tomorrow to even find out, you know, who can be deposed and who can't be. They're still fighting over stuff like that. So there's just a lot of jockeying for position at this point, right? And, and maybe there will be a, a settlement discussion at some point, again, as we get closer. But for now, I think, both sides are just putting together their cases. They're kind of in that pre-trial preparation stage. Hey, Kurt, you excited for our trip to Delaware? I am ecstatic. <laughs> We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a busy week, but it'll be fun. All right, Bloomberg's Kurt Wagner. Thank you very much. I'll see you Thank there. You. That does it for this edition of Bloomberg Technology Tuesday. We have ARK Invest Chief Futurist Brett Winton to share the latest on their investment strategy. Don't forget to check out our podcast. You can find it on the terminal as well as online on Apple, Spotify and, of course, on iHeartRadio. This is Bloomberg. But I'm mostly pain. Don't know it all, but now I know love may cost everything. Still thinking if I harm for them, I get them back. I, I, I. Welcome back to the Nate Black Podcast. This is Big Boy the Boss, aka the Money Quarterback, making plays with the money. What up, bitch? What it do, everybody? No man's success never made me mad or envy them. What's yeah, up, Dante? What's good, everybody? I just want to tell you, you got to judge a man by his principles. What's good, Jay Gant? What up, you guys? What up? Man, we got a special guest in the building, rapper. Introduce yourself. 
Dooley the Don, the real Don, man. Coming straight out of Gloverville, South Carolina. You feel me? I want y'all to feel me. That's really Okay, I, there. That's how I come. Yeah. That's how hey. I, come. <laughs> I come with my soul. Like, that's like, straight like that. Tell Gloverville, because we from South Cat, man. Like, maybe we ain't heard of Gloverville. Tell us where Gloverville at. Where's Aiken County, like, mm. one long road. One turn. So what school you went to? What Gloverville school goes to? I say I went I went to Douglas, you feel me? Douglas High? Uh-uh. It was elementary school. Stayed in my um my grandma crib. Okay, what high school they go to around Gloverville? In Gloverville, you should go to Midland Valley. Oh, okay. okay we, we, we know, Midland yeah, Valley. we know Midland Valley then, cause that's the um, high school we play sometimes in football or whatever. So we know the area or whatever. Oh, you know we never lost We lose ball. Never lost. We made You better look us up. Yeah, yeah, look us up. Hey, never lost. Never lost to Midland Valley. We love ball ball like that. Midland Valley got zero loss. Y'all ain't come around my generation, man. You feel yeah, we look, we, we 10 years older than you, actually. Yeah, yeah. Man, this ain't 22. Years, 10 years older, you feel me? That's a little generation. Yeah, like I was just no, telling you, man. Y'all already got popped, by. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, right now. He might be, he, he might. He's right now. He, he might be right now. I don't, I don't he know, though. He might be right. Nah. I don't know. Back in the day, man. Nah. <laughs> okay, you were, okay, Mr. Swill. <laughs> <laughs> Come through, we did what we did. Red record holder. Oh, oh okay. Respect. I brought value, man. I brought okay. value. Brought value. Oh. Hey, there bring we go. Value. Bring value. Bring value. Respect. Respect. Got you a shirt. You'll be. You got. You got a rocket for. Okay, for right. sure. Got a poster. Like that's yeah. Like, that's what I do. I feel like if I'm in a situation. You feel me? I bring value too. Exactly. exactly. You bringing this value today? Great like that. I respect it. Yeah. We you pulled up and everything. Like we really appreciate that for real though. Yeah. Because like we, I appreciate y'all for having me. You know, yeah, like like I said, we appreciate you had coming on this platform. Cause like we ain't the biggest. Like I said, you don't be on even bigger platform, talk to even bigger people, or whatever. But like how you respecting that? How like we? That's why we can't set up respecting your time. Like we just appreciate you coming on. Like yeah, so, love. tell us. Like I said, you say you got soul or whatever. You've been doing music since yeah. seven years old. Yeah. Like I say your music to me. I, I I like it, man. It's like I, I feel it. I feel when I feel it. I can just vibe to it. That's the kind of music I like. So tell us, you know, about your music. You feel me? Like, all right, the start of this, like, you feel me? I usually just write R and B. Mm. Feel me? I'm sm- smooth with me. Yeah. I want little girl. Smart, <laughs> but so much pain, so much anger. Yeah, like, life. Yeah, as a whole, you feel me? Like, and I always had the soul. You feel me? Mama had you me in cool the church, but that wasn't too much. He was cool. You good? Oh, okay. Respect. Right. But I always just feel me like. Just gravitated to music, like anything. Like I can listen to country. You feel me? Like I can yeah. listen to some rock. You feel me? I don't like the heavy metal. Like you know, that's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. too much. But, yeah, you feel me? Like okay, that's loud. But you feel me? But I can listen to music. You feel me? Like and I just love it. You feel me? So I just always stayed on in school writing music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Whole time, whole time. I got books now. Of music, music. Yeah. unwritten music. Yeah, cause he oh, said man. he was a poet. Cause I, I do yeah. like, I, I think it was so so professional. Yeah, call like, me a poet. Like that's my, that's what I do. Like being a poet. Yeah. I, I think I'm a poet too in my I'm, head. Cause I, I'm a quotable machine. I'm a quotable. I'm a quotable guy. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. We used to be rappers, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Dread Squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. 
But tell us about art watches, because I'm gonna tell you because you say your biggest song was Blessings from uh, the Blessings song. Yeah, Blessings from I saw that video on Worst Off Fire video. Like I said, I was like, man, this man is from soccer. Like, it looked so professional. Like, it just looked like. Like, you know, it's like yeah. it's another level. It's a levels to this shit, man. You yeah, know, yeah. like you was there. But my favorite was art watches because like okay, I just yeah. felt you like art watches. Like when you like the, 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 yeah, yeah. That's the second part of the song, hey, how, how, how I like build up and stuff. It's like yeah, it just makes you want to. Yeah, I, I wrote that. Watch. I wrote that in my cousin crib. You feel me? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, my phone had died. So look. I'm like, y'all ain't got no paper in here, but they kids, they got babies. Yeah. So like, nah, we ain't got no paper then. I'm like, I gotta write something. Yeah. Little bitch, I get me a pen, rip off a little piece of the baby box. Just write it right there. I wrote the whole uh, watches right there. So you, so you, you just <laughs> felt that? Like, man, felt that. Damn, mm-hmm. that's so dope. Mm-hmm. So, matter of fact, I'm, I'm gonna slide, slide to your left a little bit. So yeah. I can, so you can get our way to them. Like I, I want people to Bet. hear this, man, because like I say, I'm so appreciative you come on. So I don't want Hell yeah. no nothing messed up, none of that right. stuff. That's respect. Like, that's respect. I'm like, in there. Cause like I say, with you been there, cause like, that's a video I watch also. And then like the first thing I see, like Big Trey, and like how did that make go ahead, Big Trey? I was going to his studio first. Like you feel me? Like I like Trey Studio. Like cause yeah. Trey, a bomb engineer. He gonna cook it. Like he oh, gonna yeah. sit yeah. right there. You feel me and cook it. Yeah. You feel me like if he he, he love the music. If you got two people that love the same, you feel me? It's gonna yeah, it's gonna click. It's gonna click. That's how it's gonna happen. It's gonna click. That's, gonna that's how it's gonna be. You feel me? So he love the music. Mm-hmm. I love the music. You feel me? And I went there, recorded there. My pop be you mean my pops take me to the feel me, yeah. studio. You feel that's, me? That's oh, that's your pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pops be riding with me to the studio. I'm in there. Cause you yeah, know he always yeah. in support though, but I say, yeah. say watching like because Big Trey from like he from our area or whatever. Yeah, so like definitely. he like the vision. Like, I always told I told him this on the podcast for our around our neighborhood. Yeah. He, he the vision of that. He made he do yeah. all the video. Yeah, so do, like if you go to his page, a lot of those artists that you see yeah. are from our area. Like we know them personally yeah. or whatever. So like yeah. shout out to Big Trey. Like we yeah, always shout gotta, out to gotta shout out Big Trey. Yeah, yeah. gotta yeah. shout out Big Trey. So but I see like I want that's just that you got an album coming or whatever. But yeah, why yeah. haven't it been an album since? Four twenty one blues. I'm working. Just working. So you, 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 you yeah. even feel like you want to get nothing out there. I always feel like I want to get something. Out like, there. So you really like put like I make mean, albums out instead of like singles. No, I love I love the Both. singles too. At the same yeah, time, yeah. But it. you feel like me? The timing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get with the season. Yeah. You feel me? You yeah. always want to go with the season. So, so like but, okay, you a big vibe person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta feel it. Gotta feel what's going on in the scenery. I gotta feel it. I got this for them. You feel me? Cause that's mm-hmm. who I do it for. Yeah. So you with the me? blessing from the uh, it's skeezers. Skeezers. What that oh, mean? Oh, we, oh, we, oh, we call our both Skip. Yeah. Lonely him. You feel me? We call him skeezers. He call himself like. The white, the light skinned Jesus, you feel me? Skeezer. Okay, the light skinned Jesus. Oh, you feel me? Okay. Yeah, that's him, that's gang. R.P. then. So we're talking about a partner, lost yeah. partner. Long live gang. Matter of fact, talking about that, or what I, cause I had this question for you. Do you think rap is a dangerous job, or you think just the culture around it is dangerous? You got to understand, life is the most dangerous game. Yeah, oh, life yeah. is. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, they don't man. Twenty five years. Nothing don't matter. Yeah. So Nothing. how do you feel about that? Because like I say, you try. It mattered to me. You about to? I, it I say to you I'm protecting this, mine. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you sitting in that seat. So at the same time, you gonna get. I want you to be the, the biggest rapper in soccer. Yeah, you gave us love. a. Yeah, I want you to be that, that person. So I like, will be. At that moment, I will be great. You will be that person. You believe receive it. Damn yeah, right. That's, that's love. Yeah, de- definitely. But like. So when you get to that place though, it's like you know people just hate because you broke your ass off to get there though. People just hate because so like something ain't right with they still. Would you move yeah. away? Stay around. Yeah, you got. Come on, man. You gotta be smart. Yeah, I always been a smart guy. <laughs> you feel me? You That's smart. why I say. Yeah, in the situation. I'm gonna come back and build this bitch up though. Yeah, yeah. Gloverville yeah. gonna yeah. be hot. Yo, yeah, man, gonna be hot. You feel me? Make yeah. one of my boys the mail. Oh, team for real, yeah, real, yeah. real. I'm yeah. running the stuff from yeah. behind the scenes. You feel me? Yeah, like that for real. Though. I want to do the same thing with my home city, man. Yeah. I, like I said, that's why we doing this. We all doing our art yeah. to take it to another level, to so to we can give back to. to the people we yeah. we that gave to us. You feel me? Got to do. So first off, when you start like like catching like steam, like your followers start growing. Um. Follow start going. Like, 2019, like, three, like, three years ago. Okay. Feel me? Yeah. So how did it feel like you start putting out like posts or putting out songs and people yeah. actually like paying attention yeah, to Yeah, that, that's all, it's, it's, it's the motivation, you feel me? Like, <laughs> you go, you have people that's gonna text you, you feel me like, bro, you, you huh? yeah. I try yeah. to, I try to, you feel me, text everybody back, you feel me, right. sometimes, yeah. you feel it me, piled but up. it get piled up, yeah. you feel yeah. me, and it, I don't want them text back a, Year old message, but sometimes yeah. I do. Like year old, you brought some motivation. That's a good problem yeah. to have. Like damn, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Damn, damn I ain't never pop like, that. I, I never <laughs> see. I never seen it because yeah. message requests be so yeah. many, and then so see. many more, and you yeah. got all these spams. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So, so people send you DMs all the time on like an IG. Uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, people be texting mm-hmm. me. Yeah, right. I try to so, get back to them. So, so tell me this: How did it feel? And when was it when you got your first show that somebody was like, "I want to pay you to perform a song you created"? Mm, when that was, oh, you good? My bad. It felt, you feel me? This great. You feel me? Like, cause now I can really do it. Yeah, you feel me? I like, know I, I, can, I, can I, can, I know I can do it. Like, you, like, you, you just get it. You get it. Like. I can do this, like yeah. see, I, I, yeah. I can do this. It. I'm that's I'm him. It's like that's my yeah. purpose. That's, that's my, my passion. That's me. You feel me? Once you can let your passion breed benefits, you feel me? It just go up. Go you feel up, me? Up. Like and that, it just make you go harder for what you got yeah. going on for them. Yeah, for them always. You Tell feel me? me so it just, as long as that one person affected about what you do, you feel yeah, great. I, yeah, you feel yeah. I feel great. It can be one person. You feel me? I I don't. Perform places, it's, you feel me? 35 people, and I can look, you feel me? But they, they rapping those shit, though. They rapping it. They ain't gotta be rapping it. They gravitating, they looking at me. Yeah. I just want them to pay attention, to focus, yeah. just listen. Listen, yeah. open ears. Just listen. I just, yeah. That's all Somebody I want them to do. It. Somebody open gonna ears. feel it. That's I know. it. That's it. And I just, when that, when that happened, it just made me, you feel me, go harder. 
for Damn you. Damn right. Go harder. Because like, yeah. like, it's just more motivation. Like, you, I used to, um, like, we had a guy that went to NFL from my uh, hometown or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, like, when his senior year, we was like, man, let us get some catches. But, because, like, he he was trying to get to a bigger bowl, yeah. get more notoriety. And I didn't understand yeah. that then. But now I understand, like, once you get to a place, you just want to get a little bit you higher. Get a little like, bit okay, higher. you got somebody. So, old people notice you now, stuff. But, like, you still ain't cool and cool. I got the, I ain't out the hottest song. I want more. Everybody yeah. knows. I want more. You can't. Never get higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. You gotta yeah. go higher. Yeah. You, you gotta go, go higher. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go. Never Super gotta take higher. it to another level. Yeah, just ev- everywhere you got another level. So okay. what SC artist that you pay attention to that you feel like don't took it to a level that you trying to get to? SC artist that took it to a level. You feel me? You got guys like Black Zach. Okay. Yeah. You feel me? PG Raw. You got yeah. Renny Wilson. You feel me? Like, you gotta respect. You gotta yeah, respect you gotta them. Respect like them. it ain't yeah. no way you can hate somebody for doing this, better. They doing yeah, yeah. they, they doing it. They there. Yeah. I love to see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like why the? But you the youngin though, cause like yeah. I think about Lil yeah. Rude boy, Lil Rude. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Lil Rude. Yeah, yeah. Song yeah. 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 I didn't He the one. Yeah, he the one. Yeah. He really was though. Yeah, yeah. he was hot. Really, yeah. <laughs> but for real, so that those are people you look yeah. at. Speaking knockers, yeah. I ain't really. Hey, speaking knockers, he had died. Nah, my you brother, really? my, my brother Red put me on him. Like, yeah, I'm about to say, I'm was, to You feel me? Like, but he was with his music. Oh yeah, damn, he was finance father. Yeah, I love that. Definitely yeah. going too soon, yeah. Definitely, Definitely going too soon. Yeah. yeah, But think yeah. about it. I say I'm sitting. With, I feel like I'm sitting here with one of those people, though, and that's I feel so amazing inside. That's what I say. Yeah. I love talking to different people. Thank you, bro. Like when people, yeah. I just love when people pull up because I feel like, man, he gave me some time to ask him questions. Yeah, yeah. Talk to him. I feel like I'm sitting here with somebody. Cause like all you, like, I'm so ready to hear your album or whatever. Like yeah. so. What you what you think you need to do more to get more people to, to see you or whatever to yeah, know you? Yeah, me is they want to see you, so mm-hmm. yeah, you want to go, you want to talk to the people. You feel me? Like that's yeah. so I'm trying to get more into that. You feel yeah, me? So yeah. I'm pre- I appreciate Jai for talking to me because I'm trying to get more yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. you sound dope. Talk, talk like to people, you feel me? I'm trying to get more into into doing that. And you feel me? They definitely want to see some visuals. Oh yeah, they definitely yeah, want to yeah. see some visuals. They, see they want, visuals. yeah, they want to, they want to see your, your mind. Mm-hmm. They feel me? And I want to put more yep. into my videos. You yep, feel me? Yep. Like for the for the next for the next coming album, yeah, yep. I want to put more into the videos. Okay. You feel me? Like that's that's another. I would respect. love to see you in the studio, like with how your how your writing process is, and like okay. how your if you in there with your homeboys, or you just in there by yeah. yourself and like just cooking up a beat, and you just like you say you write down yeah. on the phone, yeah. break it off. I want to yeah, see. I write it. In my, you feel me? Yeah, like, I write write my phone. Make a little vlog. I already got. You be content. on Triller though. Say I see that. Yeah, I, I put with Triller. Yeah, I with Triller. I try to put them out there. But yeah, say that. Cause like you don't right. grow your following to like that like forty two thousand. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I would love to have that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, 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 Like you did it. Like that's why we asked questions. Like how did you do it? Like how you like how you put out content? All right. So my manager really she she put a lot of. You feel me? Like we. We gotta be here. We gotta be here. We gotta be here, and I always respect her for that. Yeah. You feel me? You gotta respect somebody that wants you to do the best you can do. Exactly. Shit. So yeah. I gotta respect her for that. You feel me? So when she say post something, yeah. when she say be here, spin that block, spin that block, spin that block. Sometimes you get hard headed. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. But 
Spin that block. Spin that block. Damn, I think you never know. You never know. Hakeem, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I know. I taught her Hakeem dream. She gonna come one day. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all get back here. But shout out to she. So she. You was talking to Hakeem. So shout out to her for getting your own. So shout out to you, Hakeem. We appreciate you. She make it happen. That was kind of like the text we got or whatever, what you were saying, the overview or It was so professional or whatever. It's like giving us an overview of your life or whatever. Because like it's all questions. I wanted to know, but now it's giving me the angle to ask them in a different yeah, way. Different or whatever. Way. I, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, because yeah. like, yeah, she called me before I come That's so this. dope or whatever. Because, yeah, like, yeah. that's all we say. Like, because, like, she, you could just come here and sit down because you got somebody that sit everything up for you. Like, with yeah, us, yeah. that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> we do all this. Yeah, we know, said, know, but shout out to Dante for making this happen because that takes such a big load off our back because, like, I say, all of this happens because we have to be here to make yeah. it happen. You gotta, like be, there. Just you gotta you. be there to make yeah. it happen, though. Be there. You feel me? Be there. That's, yeah. that's one like too. That, that hot song that you like, that you coming up with, cooking up with, it don't just come by just coming once a week. You gotta be in there. Yeah. It might be three o'clock in the morning where you it. just come at. It might yeah. just be then when your yeah. hottest song ever come. You feel me? Yes, that, you it just know. might because so you you just gotta be there. Yeah, like I saying like you say you turned to a profession when you when you signed to them. You like I'm professional now. Like you say you mm-hmm. you nah, have been professional. Not, you got signed, but like yeah, I was still I'm still growing now. You feel yeah. me? Like and she helped me to grow. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So so that's love. Cause like yeah, yeah. you, yeah. you young, like 22, like 22. you got so much yeah, time yeah. in front of you and time is like the most useful that's, thing you can that's, have. That's yeah, all you got. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's, that's all, all you got. got. Yeah, that's bro. all you that's got. All you got. Like, if you playing the game right though. No, Warren Buffett would give all his money away to be your age. But what right I'm now. saying, some people make bad decisions where their life is cut short. Yeah. Or they go into the penitentiary where their life is cut short. So yeah, like, like I, I watched the documentary maker. about Rollo. You remember the rapper Rollo? Rollo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in, he literally was living where he was rapping, and you can't do that because then the feds going to start looking at you, and they're going to start paying attention to you, and they going to catch you. You just can't hide long. You feel me? You going to yeah, get okay. caught. He, he got eight years for, like, trafficking, like, weed or whatever, but it's like he was building a, like, a, a big following or whatever that can take his, like I said, he already took his fame out of the ghetto or whatever, like just like yeah. the things you can do with that time that you give up, it's like, man, you can you just do so years. much extra stuff because like, yeah. like I say, yeah. life is so cheap to people or whatever, like yeah. you can give up $200, $500 yeah, for 68 years. Like I say, people, we know people, we have people on this podcast, like there's a guy serving 30 years right now for a decision Damn. he made. And like I say, he wasn't even like quote unquote the person that did the, the deed. But like I say, he just was with him. He just was with him. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's like it's it's just sad situation that life brings you or whatever. But like I say, make the right decisions, man. Twenty two, man. So what what what's the ladies like when to, for a hot rapper out here, man? Like oh, in nah, the state, I, I got two ladies at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you yeah, just had a baby girl, like, but yeah. we're talking about that. You got two ladies. That's what I'm talking about. You like will. No, okay. the mama and the baby. Oh, yeah, okay. he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir, play the game smart. Yeah, yeah, I know like that. Play the game smart, my boy. I like that because I have. So that's so you, so you feel like that's, that's that's the one you want to take with you. Yeah. Hey, we, yeah, we gonna. What y'all think about marriage? Oh, I, I feel th- like you already had a kid, and the best thing you can do is try to like be with the woman you with. Yeah. You know, learn how to yeah. be a better partner. Yeah. Just yeah. learn how to be a better you, so you yeah. can be a better you for her and the kid, yeah, and grow like yeah. that. Because once you ain't in that, 
It's all hell out here. We talking to three guys that are co-parenting right now, yeah. so they're not yeah. with their baby mom. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. it's a yeah. different scenario when yeah. you have to deal with someone from the outside. We make it she make it easy. We make it easy. Exactly. You gotta keep it there. But you're 22 right now, so like you gotta continue to work on that. Like, don't think you're just perfect now. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. always gotta you always gotta yeah. work. Never get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. You always gotta work. Never That's get complacent. Ne- never. In a relationship definitely yeah, not rap. You know, the style's always changing. Like, like you say, like the algorithm always changing. Like we had a dude talking last week on the podcast. Like reels really like really popular yeah, right yeah, now. So you gotta, oh yeah, you gotta yeah. get with it. Every yeah. time you see it, you gotta get with it. Yeah, exactly. Go on. I need to get better with that. Yeah, exactly. Get better with that. So and like it, the young people like you know all this and like. We, I was around like a lot of high schools yesterday, like um, like taking pictures because we also do photos yeah. and shit like that. Okay, so like, yeah. I'm listening to them talk and they talking about a lot of like hot stuff that we don't even know about, you know? Yeah, yeah, the like, stuff we need to know about because yeah. they gonna be the ones that gonna you check us me, you out. Can learn, you can learn every day. Yeah, learn every day. Keep learning, keep like, learning. It's so much IG stuff, I don't know. Like we just learned how to put uh, the, the, uh, the words on the videos. Oh, we just learned that <laughs> <they're wrong. laughs> <can't just> like <laughs> Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all just learned. I know how yeah, to do that. Uh oh. We got taught this last week by um, two yeah, two yeah, fair Darren. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, you okay. feel me? That you feel me? But listen, this quote, dog. I'm a quotable guy. Yeah. Learners are leaders, like you saying about learning. Learn. Learners are leaders. Yeah. So just always like people always. say you don't want to be smarter all that stuff. Man, the best leaders are the smartest people. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, you can always elevate. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So why not? Oh God! You feel me? It? You elevate your mind. Yeah. You feel me? Your body. You mm. feel me? If you want to be the most toned out here, yeah. you can be that. You want to be the smartest. You can you always can learn that. something, yeah. read yeah. something. Yeah. You feel me? You but can, all that starts with discipline. Yeah. yeah, and that's what oh, a yeah. lot yeah. of people yeah. don't yeah, have. you gotta have, you gotta have it. You don't have discipline, because like I say, you, you can learn that stuff, but like, me personally, I'm gonna say I'm a bad person with discipline with going to the gym, because like I say, I wanna get bigger and just be cut, because I'm 32, oh, yeah. I feel like, she eight years from now, I'm 40, I ain't gonna be able to get the best shape. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be so my like, prime. You still be able to, though. You still be able to. You gotta be right, you But they always start now. Yeah, exactly. it's start yeah. now. It, yeah. it don't start like I say. The best time, the best time was to start was probably ten years ago, and the second chance, well, I mean, the second best was now. So I'm gonna start now. The best yeah. day to start but, was yesterday. Yes, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, I need to start, but like I'm saying, just like saying, just yeah, yellow put the candy down, candy down, do some push ups, But who was the artist you looked up to? Like just like not even SC or just artist that you looked up to in your age range coming up. My, my age range. Nah, I'm broad. You feel me? So, yeah. Michael Jackson. Okay. You okay, like, man. I told you, like, R&B, like, yeah. pop. Yeah, Michael Jackson, that, that, yeah. Michael Jackson is the one. Michael Jackson is the one. The one. Like, Moon walking in out. Remember all the time. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, everything. Hey, I got a video. I'm a true Moon, moon you feel me like I'm a moon walker now. I'm here. This man just what he can do yeah. everything. <laughs> you want to put it up? I'm cradle walking now. Walk the dog. I'm cradle walking now. Paint your cradle walk. Yeah, what's cradle cradle walk? walk. Yeah, what's on the moon? <laughs> I, I think I know what the cradle walking. I could, I could vision that. Like R and B, like that's your flavor. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Us, for do you sure. watch um? What's that um? What you be watching? The time this concert. Time this like with Usher and like um. 
Seagulls, the Isler Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you a love. I think you, like I said, your vibe. I can just feel your yeah, energy. Yeah, like, you a love. Because, like, it's like, it's like live, live music. music. Live band. Yeah, oh, they, they doing okay. their songs live. Yeah, they doing their songs you live. You see, like, no, live in, instruments. Yes, yeah. Hell yeah. It's so dope, y'all. Yeah, like, you got to listen to My favorite one, really, is Kurt Franklin. It's, it's gospel yeah. music, but, like, yeah, it's the I, most. I get into some of that Kurt Franklin, too. It's so cool and how it come on, just how professional he is. Because, like, I love. Being, I try to be the best professional I can be or whatever. Cause I don't watch. Um, there's a versus battle against Ludacris and Nelly, and like oh, that okay. versus showed me how professional Ludacris was. Like, cause like Nelly internet was messing up and all that stuff. He just kept it so professional. He kept me watching. I was like, man, this is cause like Teddy Riley had that one. He was messing. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just really love when somebody can carry something because yeah. like it's like hard Charlotte, to carry somebody. It's yourself. hard. It's really it's hard so to hard. keep. Keep people tuned in to something that, like I say, you just coming out your head with it. Cause like I look at this back sometimes, like cause like we, I'm looking at this from this angle. But yeah. when people look at it back, they gonna see that angle, or whatever. So it's like I can think about stuff like I should have did better, or whatever. Mm. So you gonna say, it's tight. I, I, I'm so happy you here though, cause like we just vibing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, yeah, yeah. building this man. It's so it always like. You already knew each other or something like that. Like, it's like, 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 yeah. literally the first time I meet you. It's some genuine. Literally. You feel yeah. me? You, like, yeah. It's always a vibe with genuine people. Feel exactly. Like, I like to feel myself. I like, I feel myself with that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, yeah, I feel that, yeah, man. Because, like, just, just you pulling up, like, I, okay. Cause I always know people going to be comfortable when they come in here because, like, it just, just hours or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it ain't like, ain't like, you can't do this, no. you can't do that. You can, you can be yourself here, man. Be yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And we got to do the Don sitting in the chair. Straight up. Little d- 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 don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on. Well, you, you didn't tell. What, what rap you said? Michael Jackson. Okay, Get- yeah. Michael Jackson. You feel me? The rappers. What kind of rappers? You feel me? You got Future. Yeah, okay. You got Future. You got, you got your Plies. You feel me? <laughs> got yeah. Plies. You feel me? Got yeah. Rich Kids. You feel me? Blood Dog. Rich Kid, you talk about Rich Kid, that's crazy because my favorite group of all time is Travis Port. Travis Port, yeah. Hey, you, got Travis, you got Travis Port? Yeah, I, I can listen to all the, the albums. Hey, we, we filled the PlayStation 3 up with them things. You know, okay, I'm man. telling you, we like, could have. Hey, we had anything you need on the PS3. Yeah, 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 so you like, okay, that's that's your line or whatever. Don't say that's why we vibe like because these the same kind of people I like or whatever. But I love Plaza with my favorite rapper, Lil Wayne. Come on, come on, come on, come on! It's Weezy L, baby, and what the L for? Whatever he wants, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever he wants. Phenomenal. Have it. It's So what? What your album will be like though? Oh, what, what story are you trying to tell us on this album? I want. I want to get. I want to get some vibes on there. So I want to get. A little bit of this. <clears throat> yeah, come yeah. on. I want to get so switch it up. You feel me? I want to come with all yeah. that. You feel me? R and B. I want to. You feel me? You always want to wait. I want to always wait to February to put some R and B on. So yeah, you feel me? Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. About so the seasons. so yeah. I'm yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna just put that out there. But right here, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to put them vibes on now. Yeah. Okay. I really want everybody to. If you. Listen to music. I want you to listen to me. Hey, yeah. I, hey, I could hear. I could um like I heard a couple of your songs already, but yeah. I could hear you, man. You were talking about PG Raw and all them. 
man, I feel like you could drop you one. You got you got you got to get on Matt and one of the one of the Mattens that's coming out, man. Ooh, like, yeah, yeah, that man. Yeah, because I heard uh, okay. Black Zet, hey, he, he was on there. Oh, man. Yeah, he had a song on there a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, Flag man. on the Play. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We were just yeah, talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 that. We were talking about that. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, man. For sure. I'm going to get into the gangs. I might make my own little gang because I love gangs that much. I'm going to get into them. Yeah, he was on there. I can't remember which year it was, but it was like. It's one on the recent one, years. Recent years, yeah, man. Recent years. I, I, I think it's twenty one though. It might be. It I might be twenty one. Twenty one, twenty. Yeah, in yeah. that range. Like that got a song yeah. on there. Yeah, you yeah. gotta make your YouTube video game playing channel. Make that money on there. Twitch, like yeah. um, Twitch. What's yeah. T Grizzly? T Grizzly. Oh, T Grizzly be yeah. on there. I guess y'all be saying too. He be getting that. Yeah. He say he get that money. He say all his homeboys make twenty yeah. k a month. I all be on there. but I don't get no money. Oh yeah, on his server. they be lit yeah. on there. GTA yeah, yeah, they do be lit on there. That you know PC. You so you go to play the game, yeah. like rapping, playing the game. People are actually watch you. You already got a follower. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, yeah. I was in your comments, like watching the video, and somebody was like, even if you don't get big, I'm gonna listen to this song every day, regardless. Regardless, yeah, like you want love. people to yeah. say that. Yeah. That's you a want, love you for real. You always, you always wanna. Them yeah, the that people that dope. you want to intertwine yourself yeah, with, because yeah. that's gonna help you grow. Gonna help you they real. gonna talk to somebody like, man, you gotta listen to this. They gonna make somebody, somebody else. Gonna, they gonna make somebody listen. Yeah. You feel me? That's how you build. That's Word of mouth build. is the best way to Word build. of mouth. That's build. how. That's how everything was traveled. Yep. It's social proof. When somebody gives somebody social proof, you gonna listen. Like you already got social proof, so people yeah. see us. Bring this out there, like okay, I check out dude. Yeah, done. He got social proof, like oh, he got forty-two thousand followers. Yeah, what he doing? What he got going on? All the on world stars, YouTube, like you want to see me? I ain't never had a hundred k views on nothing. Got multiple but do you feel like you get the love from the SC that you deserve? It's all, it's all gonna be love. It's all gonna be hate. So you don't really. Put it in our area. And then you know the area it you come in, with it. the area you it come in. with it. You feel me? You don't even put it in no area. So yeah, you got to sit in the house with the area you live. You stay from. Boy, it's <laughs> hot in that area. Why hear about the eight? Oh, nah. Look, eight. Hey, hey, I stand away from them. <laughs> Shout out to y'all for real. I don't want no problem. <laughs> oh, <hell. laughs> I was reading this article with it. It was like it was like. 30 something like killers in Aiken County and just a summer. It's, it's a hot summer, boy. Hey, that's why I stay in Lexington County. I don't stay there, but that's why I be here. But I'm anyway, about to say, you stay in Lexington County? No, no, no. You know, I, I be here sometimes. You know how I be. You know where you from. Yeah, we know where you from. Slide. He Charleston County. Coast. <laughs> on the coast. But who would you like to collab with? Who I like to collab with? Um, you feel me? I got somewhat on B P Z. I wanna put that out. Yo. You feel me? Definitely wanna put that out. Okay. Dude. You feel me? Uh little baby one of them guys. You feel me like yeah, you feel me, everybody wanna work yeah, with yeah. baby. So you, you wanna you wanna put him in that mix, you feel mm -hmm. me? So I gotta go watch that documentary of Lil Baby on me Prime too, Video. Like, so I ain't, my my lady was watching it one day. On my lady watched it too before being like kind of made me mad. I'm like, we gotta watch it. Come on, like cheating. Right. I mean, I know I'm bad. I'm like, you don't do that to me, friend. No, that's how you would feel. Oh yeah. Oh, you cheat. 
Damn. I'm jelly. Ain't no jelly type of guy. But little baby, somebody you want to work yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, little baby, one of them guys. You feel me? You got so many, so many artists you want to, you feel me? Oh, me and Young Rock Ken, he hard. Where he from? He from Augusta. Oh, from Augusta? We got a song, we got a song, yeah. He, he one of them guys, too. We need to touch base with him, you know. About to say, yeah, man, he he tough. He Atlanta, yeah. he Atlanta based right now, but okay, he, he working. Yeah, he working. Work. I just, I guess, I just hope like the people that in your circle or whatever see this or oh, whatever. No, like, we growing. Yeah, they want to. We got. They want to pull up on man. us too. Oh yeah, yeah. if my boy, if my boys want to yeah. pull up, I bring them. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I know my bro Strap want to pull up. Yeah, yeah. man, Strap from Trevor Porter. Uh-uh, no, oh. no, Lil Strap, my brother, Lil okay. Strap, my yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He rapping, he doing his thing too. We yeah. got one-on-one, yeah. probably seen on my own. Yeah, I saw one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's me, that's my boy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. We so. definitely gotta make this happen, because like I said, we just trying to grow, man, like just yeah, yeah. just do something big for the for the state, man. Like yeah. some people have already done, shout out to Asia Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, she yeah, won yeah. the championship no. um, for WNBA. Yeah, yeah, I seen yeah. that. And, I w- seen and like, she put on for the SC too. Like, but we'd love for her to come have a conversation with us and that'll we put hard. on for the That'll be hard, SC, cause you know? she is lit. Yeah, she yeah. Lit. I had watched yeah. her, I had watched her. Uh, At the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> she was definitely she lit. She was definitely <laughs> lit. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, day, the day after she the parade, control herself. before the parade, she had tweeted where the four locos at. Yeah, I saw that. She was trying to get lit. It, it, it took her back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah. Out that, college that's right one of those moments, like, yeah, and yeah. folks don't congratulate that yeah. enough. Yeah, but congratulations, you feel yeah, like that's definitely. one of them. That's one of them moments. You feel me? she real. did it. Like Can't I said, she real. don't want the NCAA number one. She, she don't high want school. High school, no, high school. She was the best player in high school. Best player in college. Best player in the NBA. She's just the best player. She got her own statue already. Shout out to her, man. Imagine that, though. Like, she literally did what she do. Brother, yeah, she literally won every, the highest accomplishment at every every level. About the every level she played on. So you know she's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, all the man. She can start playing right now. Hall of Fame, first ballot. Imagine having a statue in front of the school you went to. Different. That's that's, that's different. That's oh, way different. That's different. Already, and she ain't even in her 30s. That's yeah. how great she already been. Already. That's like saying like Tupac. All what he accomplished before he died. He died at 25. <laughs> you know how much he got out here. We think Tupac lived like 50, but yeah. he don't live to 25 because of all the content. He living forever. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he going to live, he gonna yeah. live forever. That's what I'm saying. But your music is like, it's going to live forever. Like It's going to touch people and touch them forever. And that's what you want to do. You got to leave your mark some way. So you got to find your passion, like you say. Because this is what we doing. We going after our passion. Hell yeah. Go after the passion. Hell we love yeah. talking. We love like meeting people. Because yeah. us being twins or whatever, we always been like, you know, different. You yeah. feel me? Like, you so we all had each that, other. You feel me? That's the thing. And, and people like talking to it's us too. Exactly. And we can talk. You feel exactly. me? So like, we know we can make people comfortable because like, when you see twins, like, y'all twins, like, the first thing your daddy said, you feel me? So yeah. it's just different. It's like, cause you're not expecting ever to see twins, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you never just walk around well, seeing that. Look, my daddy is twin. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That's what I'm saying. But like, just for me, 
be me being a twin. When I see twins, I be so shocked and surprised. Hey, I be man. I kind of my head be like, I want to tell her I'm a twin too. I'm a twin <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just fit this camaraderie with them or yeah, whatever, that's, man. That's hard. It's so hard, man. It's so hard yeah. being here, man. So that's why that's just been our passion, you know, like just trying to like twins, build man. this build. for like two years, yeah. you know, because we we just want to be different. Not saying like you want to be a celebrity, but I want to get paid off being me. You know exactly. Yeah. You always wanna, cause that's when you gonna feel like it's more life, less yes. work. Yes. More yes. life, less work. Yes. I control yes. my time. Exactly. I want to control time. my time. Like, but then when you are working, you doing something you enjoy. You enjoy. Yeah. You feel me? So it just don't feel like no work. Yeah. Tell I'm her, doing, tell I'm her. Doing my like thing. in the studio, there ain't no work for you. Like, no, I'm, 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 I'm having a great time. This ain't work for me. We can do this without the mic. I want yeah. this to be a you good feel time. Me? You feel me? I want, it, I want this to be the best. I want it to sound greater than the last one. Exactly. So tell me, tell me that rush. Cause I watched your video. You was like, you was on stage with your homeboy. Y'all was performing. Tell me that rush and you performing. I watch it. Like, oh yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's always one of the ones. Definitely when the game, uh, you feel yeah. the connect. Boy, they got they gonna they, they gonna turn you up their ass yeah. Yeah. yeah, this one of the like, ones. This one of the ones, and they gonna tell you like, boy, that's the one. This, this the yeah. one. Yeah. I so akin just, that to Friday nights football. Like it make you feel like Friday night football. You feel me? That's the kind of vibe. Yeah, like, like, like way, way up in the zone. In the zone, boy. Take you back. You feel me? Hit the key, watching for a turnoff. It boy. Keep watching with remote to your right. Oh my baby, yeah. We only change the channel seven hours of commercial free football. Look, you can't beat that. Falcons gonna get their ass bust again. Definitely, y'all ready? Definitely, I my definitely. Let's get a couple thoughts. Yeah, we got a segment on the show we call Couple Thoughts. It's when we get have a cup and we have some thoughts in that cup and we ask them to the guests. The cut, that's the cut, the same cut that failed. <laughs> oh, shit, look, look, we lost the damn thoughts. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's your happiest memory? Happiest memory, my baby. Man, boy, how old your baby is? Four, four months. Oh, that's <laughs> newborn, baby. Oh, Congrats, man. This your first? First? Yep. Oh, first welcome. Kid. Yeah, welcome, yeah. yeah. How I feel? Welcome. welcome. It's life, new yeah. life. Yeah, you feel me? It's yours. You mm. feel me? Like you had a part of this. You feel me? You got to stay a part of this. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's the moment you. Yeah. That's you don't want to miss nothing. You don't want to. Don't want to miss nothing. Just, just more inspiration. Just more. The biggest. Like I haven't had a kid yet, man. So I'm trying yeah. to get to your point, right? Yeah. I can't wait to feel that moment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you say, like, just you really Giselle. a part of something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel that way with Jazay. I feel like, and hey, with yeah. Ken, just seeing Ken grow. Me? I, yeah, like, yeah, my my grow. brother, my brother got six kids. You mm. feel me? Like, oh, I felt yeah happy every moment he did that you feel yeah. me like but with your kid you control everything yeah like, you ain't gotta be like i can't say this to that kid i can no. say whatever the fuck i want to say <laughs> I, can, I, yeah, I can say yeah, yeah, that. you got that right yeah i got, got that, that right hey, nobody can tell me what i can't say yeah, what, yeah. Can. Ain't no, nobody man. literally nobody like, nobody can't, nobody can't say nothing to my baby like, yeah. Yeah. what you yeah. say yeah. i control it and like you you made a statement you said like you want to see her grow and be there forever and like yeah. It is, like I said, you got your dad with you or whatever, but like, mm -hmm. I'm one of the people that like, I ain't really have my dad there the whole time. So like, 
I feel like you got to stay there no matter what. To. Yeah, you, you want to be around right. kid. You want to see him grow. Like yeah. my daughter is four right now. You feel me? It's like it's dope to see her at from four months to four. Yeah, it's a I big difference. It's like I didn't saw all I of it. I didn't saw all you of it. Me? Like, I won't forget. I like to see my daughter every day. Unfortunately, I don't see it, get to see it every day no yeah. more. But it's like it's dope because you get to see the changes. Mm, change, yep. Daily. But like, so you still in the life to see the growth. Yeah, yeah, you no, feel so, me? like, oh, yeah. she can um, pick something up with one hand. Now she can multitask. You seeing stuff like that yeah. in the key Damn, that you don't even think something. about. You, you feel me? Like, you always. Like, because, like, yeah, yeah. At, at first, they only can do something with one hand. Then they go, like, I can do something with their hand and definitely. the hand at the same time. Yeah, you feel me? The first steps definitely going to hit you. Yeah. Oh, nah, she going through training. I'm going to be holding the light. Come on. Okay, then. Go. I'll be on Yeah, come on. She going to Remember you was like, you, which you had learned that she she learned how to swing by herself. You're like it was so dope or whatever. Yeah. Like you ain't know how to swing last time I saw you, but now she going to daycare now, so she get to be around other kids. So like yeah. they yeah. took her to another level. Like I say with um Chantal daughter Ken, like quote go like my girl daughter. She like, I say stepdaughter. She like she played soccer. She started to play soccer last year. Like she got at, at first she was crying when she hit the ground, but now she can hit the ground, bounce right back, bounce up, right back. It made up. her so much tougher. And like yeah. that's just life or whatever. Life. Like yeah. you got to go life. through situations to make you tougher or whatever. Yeah. So what situations? Your life gonna beat you down. Life gonna beat you down. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so much. Yeah. yeah. It's some yeah, tough situa- situation you done went through. Yeah. It's life. Life. It's, it's life. life. It's yeah. life. That's right. That's that's a that's a genuine answer. Yeah. Like, and I mean it. Yeah. Really. Like. Yeah. I feel so the same much. way. Exactly. Like, I know it's somebody that feel the same. What? I know it's somebody that feel the same. You doing me? this every week is yeah. is a grind. It's hard. Grind. Doing your music is hard. Gotta so, stay on it. Cause you got. you mentally gotta make good music, even when you might not even be feeling the best. Yeah. Like damn, like I just want to just chill, but like you know, it's like it's something inside you. Like I can't stop. I can't stop. I, well, if I There's stop, it's Yeah, it's a part Never. of me now. It's yeah. like having if you play NFL football, you got games on party. Sunday. You just play on Sunday. You know that. But doing yeah. this, we usually record on Sunday. This yeah. is what we do on Sunday. Like yeah. everybody know, like yeah, man. my family. You they, watch they, the game and record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. the best way. You, you, yeah. you can do with your boys and stuff. We just watch a game and just chill yeah. and then have a conversation. And have a conversation. Yeah, I got. Like, I, got a, I got a soccer game go to when we leave here. So yeah, okay, yeah, my little boy. Yeah. Shout out to okay. them. Like I'm saying he got yeah. stuff to do. But what's y'all happiest memory? My happiest memory, um, um, that would be, I mean, I would guess my kids being born too. I mean, but you know, not going. I'm gonna go off, off. I'm gonna go beyond that. I ain't gonna say that. Other than that, my happiest memory, I would say, hmm, man, when I um. Shoot, when I signed to go to school, mm-hmm. football, football, yeah. I said that was my outside of outside of my kids. We had yeah. again. prep. Yeah, baby, BYU. <laughs> yeah, he always said that. Yeah, BYU. <laughs> backyard University. Your, your backyard. <laughs> I don't know about like, My happiest moment is just to be like when I accomplish stuff that I put on my task list. I love. Yeah. Accomplishing that, stuff. That's a good yeah, like, even if it's yeah. like the smallest thing, but yeah. it's gonna add up. So yeah, when I come like just like the some stuff that I done got lately or whatever, it's like man, this been on my bucket list to accomplish, and yeah. I accomplished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm yeah. my happiest. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, my kids being born. 
Yeah. yeah. We had three kids uh, in one year. <laughs> <laughs> man, <laughs> man, well, too he did. Ah! It wasn't one year. It was like 11 months. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. Yeah, I was about to say, about 13, 14 months, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, when they were born. He, he had born, twins. Born, my little girl yeah. was born. That was, yeah. Twins. 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 Oh, what would be mine? Besides my daughter being born, I would probably say when I got the duplex or whatever, you know? Because mm. it was something that I always like wanted to do. I always yeah, wanted to become yeah. a landlord. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like, damn. Because nobody ever like taught me to do this. I taught myself. It's like yeah, you doing yeah. rap or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. you get a big song, you get a hundred K views, 300 K views on YouTube. Like, damn, that's my yeah, song. That's yeah. yeah, you know, I did it. I just dropped it and a lot of people checked it out and yeah, liked yeah. my shit. Hell yeah, yeah, that's how it, feel like, me? damn, like. You feel me, they watching me they, and they wanna, they wanna hear from me. Yeah, you like, they actually so, care. They actually care. They don't know me, it's, some, it's some people that viewing this probably just don't mm -hmm. care. Yeah, you know, they just looking at it. Just look and see what well, some people yeah. thank like. You for the, thank you for the view. Yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate that view. You like it, but you so don't you click it. on it. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah man, I'm telling you. Yeah. But somebody watching, like, I can't wait till you put out something else. Like, I want you to put out a vlog. Look, I want to watch what he's doing. What he doing right now? Comments is, you yeah, feel? comments be special. Yeah, he had, somebody had come in to us. What's his name, Will? It was like Jalen. Jalen Ellison or something. What he had said? I forgot what he had said, but it was we dope. inspired him, though. That joint was very dope. Cause like I said, you, like I can say, if you can inspire one person to say like, man, y'all make me feel like I can do it too. Cause I want other people to think, hey, you can do this. Like yeah. if I learn to do all this by myself, you definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, cause y'all boy being twins, I feel like y'all probably split a brain, so y'all boy ain't really got it all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You feel me? I know y'all know it. That's why y'all work good when y'all work together. Y'all, yeah, yeah. Double brain. But by, <laughs> by ourselves, we don't make that happen. Yeah, though. I don't think, yeah, by yourself, I think y'all boy be a little. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a little wondering off, boy. Yeah. Hey, we over here. We over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Damn. The second question. What was the best advice someone gave you? And from who? Best advice someone gave me. You feel me? I got to get this to my pops, you feel me? And my mama, you feel me? Cause Terry, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Terry and Jennifer, you feel me? They tell me be better than them. You feel yeah. me? Yup. And you, you ask yourself like, what's what's better than them? You mm -hmm. feel me? Like, but you know, shit. Yeah. Do everything they did plus. Yeah, plus extra. You feel me? So you just go harder than they ever could. You feel me? Yeah, because like because that's what they, they that's what they know. that's what they that's what they build you up for. Exactly. They want they want you to be ten times better than like I want my daughter to be the best at everything. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Don't matter if it's music. I don't care what, what she what she want to be the best. Dressing, at. Singing, dressing, singing, whatever sports. she want, whatever she sports, whatever yep. she want to do. Whatever. I want to, I want her to I want him to be the best. Yeah, I want longest hair. Yeah, you feel me? Longest hair, prettiest face, prettiest face. Yeah, everything. everything. Prettiest toes. Hey, all that. You yeah. feel me? Everything. Yeah. I want him to be the best. Exactly. Whatever. The same way. Hell yeah. What's some good advice? People got the questions already. Yeah, good advice. Yeah, the best advice someone gave you. I could say my mom's. My mom gave me some good advice, and it was recent. It was recent, and she was like. Dante, 
You only can control what you can control. That's true. Yeah, true. I mean, true. You, feel can't, like you can't go out your way to be the. I can't. If I say I can't make another person. Mm. You see, I, I can't see make it another person see it. my way. You, you know? feel me? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can't do that. Never can. I cannot make you, another person. Like especially me. She said that to me for me being like I'm involved in coaching now and things like that. Yeah. Yep. So at this point, I've seen like when it comes to sports, I've seen it from every perspective. Player. Coach and me and me, my kid and being soccer now. I see parent. it as a parent now. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I see it for every view now, and I just feel like some parents, man, they gotta take it easy. That's all I'm saying. Like yeah. they don't. Don't get you in take trouble. It. Yeah, I'm about to say you. You gonna control what you can control. Yeah. Your kid ain't that good. No, I, I ain't see. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying. <laughs> like, I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying. I ain't no coach. I can say that. Coaches. We want kids to succeed. Yeah. No, nobody want no kid to fail. Yeah, for sure. But well, as coaches, of course, coaches go mess up. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. but everybody's yeah. human. You go mess up. You're not going to know what to put somebody at that moment, things like that. But you got to be doing the necessary homework. I think exactly. It is, I, a lot of, it is a lot of things involved in that. People yeah. got to understand. So, But if I can't respect your hustle or your work ethic, then that's when I start questioning you. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's how I, I feel like if you're working hard enough, then I say like you just putting your hard work into it. You put your work into things like that. If you're doing you the same, because yeah, like I was at the soccer game with my little girl. Yeah. We were on with Ken yesterday. And I, it's a great play on Ken team. The other coach was like, Get the girl in white shoes. Yeah. That's a adjustment. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't like this kid. I'm not gonna play him. No, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I could not. Like, I could not like a yeah. kid, but if, if you like, feel like, he's like, like if you got, if you got kids, but he's still about to be out there. I say, I ain't gonna. I, I love every kid, like every single one of them. I don't like all of them. But some coaches may feel that way. I don't know. So I don't. I can't. Like I said, I can't control everybody. You go like young kids, though. Yeah, young kids. I say, coach young kids, but me, I control what. I can control. Like I love all of them the same. I don't feel the best player. The best I don't form. feel the best player. I don't feel no way about him. No different than I feel. At least, at least best player. But can you at least be like, hey, I'm gonna let the best players play, and that's what's gonna happen. That's what you do. You can't you always want, do that, huh? huh? You, you can't always do that. Not, I, yeah, not exactly. You know not always. In literally, they don't always do that. The coach's son be on All Stars, and he suck every year. You feel me? So like, yo, if you the coach's son, you gonna make to the All Star. Come on now, when we grew up playing baseball, you know the coach's <laughs> son was always on All Star every year. He sucked. He, he brought like old school love. <laughs> like, hey, what, 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 what did Ken? Man. Hey, what, what it is? What's that game? What's that game? What did Ken? Yeah, the connection. I played the fifth, man. The quarterback, the quarterback. Gloverville like around like Belvedere, right? Yeah, cause we used to play Belvedere in baseball. That's what I'm saying. Beat us in baseball. Yeah, they were good at baseball. Yeah, oh, de- yeah. I, I played them. I played them. I played them before. Yeah, they, they're definitely proud of us too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the proud of this baseball. I remember that. I remember that name. That was kind of. What, but what's your best advice you don't got, on, John? <laughs> he said he got pounded. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, best advice Marlon gave me. 
I'll probably say from my mom probably like, you know, always telling me to keep God in my life, like always keep a relationship with God type stuff. Like yeah. that's that's probably the best. I really can't think of no advice. I, I get good advice all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to take advice from a lot of people, so mm-hmm. I get good advice. I just say I had good advice from like Les Brown. He said, "You here today and you gone today." Yeah, you know, it just it is what it is. Like you here today and you gone today. And the crazy thing about that Friday when I got to work, this dude came to work and he died at work. You feel me? That's the crazy thing to go through with. I didn't see it personally, but some people were walking by and actually saw them trying to resuscitate him and shit like that. Mm. And he didn't even make it. So, mm. like, you came to work and you actually, like, so died. Saw somebody there. die. Oh, I ain't seen nobody die. No, I'm saying. Yeah, but some people, some people did. Some people did. Some people did. Well, some people saw his last moments of life. Of life, yeah. You did. And that's like, wow. And then the crazy thing about it also is you keep going. Well, yeah, that's how it is. Go. Like, yeah, life goes on. Life goes on. That was like the perfect example right there. Ain't yeah, it? perfect example. This life goes on, yo. That's why, like, what we're doing right here is just legacy. Like, people gonna be able to see this interview and see, like, Leave who Doodle Done is and who all us is mm-hmm. over time. 50 years, they gonna still see this interview, you did? Yep. When you in your 60s, you got grandkids, your career in the, um, them blew up, how's it gonna go? Hopefully, our daughter is high. Bitch, hey, like, hey, hey, y'all just is high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we did. Yeah. And we, and we yeah. really did this. And like I said, we took it to another level. Took it to another work. level. That's it. That, that's what it's about. You feel me? We'll do one more question, though. I, I, I got a question for you, though, before we ask that question. What is the meaning behind 421 Blues? 421 Blues. That's, you feel me? What, 421 on the road? Yeah. So, you feel me? 421 on the road. Yeah, so like that's your your blues down that road. That's the road mm-hmm. you know. That's like twenty three highway, I guess, where we from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like a whole lot of a whole lot of everything. So, but so basically, like, but you it's so close to Georgia and Augusta. Yeah, yeah, boy. Like I said, yeah, it's right across. It's a yeah, bridge. Y'all be in Georgia all the time. It's man. a bridge. I go yeah, to Augusta go, Mall, but I don't really I mean, be going yeah, to go Augusta through, like that. But yeah, you go through that. Yeah, Augusta mm-hmm. Mall way better than Columbia. Y'all yeah, heard about definitely. the lady that was found at Columbia? Yeah, Mall. the bathroom. She was dead for like a yeah. couple of days. Y'all saw that? That's crazy. That's crazy. Like now what I know the manager like getting fired. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, like, somebody somebody got to get fired. Somebody, somebody got to get somebody custodian out. or something. Somebody, you feel custodian? Yeah, somebody's got to be. You ain't first of all, ain't nobody <laughs> cleaning these bathrooms <laughs> for four days. <laughs> for, yeah, what? what? Huh? Oh, she was the custodian. Oh, that made sense. Now it made sense. Okay. Okay. Like they, now that made still don't make sense. Because why nobody been like what other time? Yeah, I'm about to say what? Like she ain't clocked out. She ain't clocked out. She ain't never clocked out. And her cart didn't even leave. Yeah, what is cart? Somebody had to walk in that bathroom and, and see, see some legs in there. Something, like something. Hey, people mind their business, you feel me? That that's true though, yeah, that's true. That's probably what it was. It might've been my, yeah, it might've been my, it might've So it probably was basically like how it was on a movie Life or whatever. Remember that man about the free Eddie Murphy or whatever, and Martin them? And he died on the toilet. Died on the toilet. Yeah, died on the toilet. they say too, they say like before you die, you had your last bowel movement. That was it. That's true, that's true. Last question. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one right here, though. We always like asking this one. What was your high school crush? Yeah, you got a name. Crush. It was before. Yeah, what you with, you with your high school crush now? 
Hell nah. Okay, then you can answer this. <laughs> But I say, but I say, man, I bad plenty of love. <laughs> I say, yeah, high school. No. What we talking about? What, what was that girl that's that true. you like? Hey, that's that girl. That's true. That's that girl. That's true. That's that girl. You ain't gotta say you even had her. She just was that girl back in high school. Cause like, think about you, that guy right now. Anyway, so it's not yeah, like she get flexed you. on you. you know? Yeah, it ain't nothing wrong. You feel me? But I just say it gotta be with Mariah then. Mm. But I say out of out of. Out of so many. Yeah. 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 We talking about high school. Yeah. Yeah. That that's me. true. <laughs> that's why, that why you can say who it is. I mean, you ain't too far removed from high school, but we so far removed from high school that the girls in high school had kids and, like, you know, they're grown. Yeah. Like, you just like, it's so different or whatever. Nah. That, yeah, yeah. But that's the question you always ask, bitch. I want to know, like, five years from now, where Dooley the Dunn going to be at? And what he gonna be doing? For sure, gonna be on the billboard. For sure, you already been gonna there. Gonna be on tour somewhere. Yeah. You feel me? Okay, then. Sure. Mm -hmm. Or on vacation with the fam. That's I know that's right. That's yeah. all if, amazing. If I ain't had no, you ever, you ever, you ever, you gonna be the hands of a dick, man. The money, the money come, babies come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you been on tours before? <clears throat> nah, not 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 like no. Real tour, you feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, what's all the different like, places you yeah, perform? Yeah, yeah. What are the different places you have performed? Like different um, cities. You feel me? I didn't. I didn't got to Alabama. Okay. You feel me? I didn't got to Florida. You feel me? Um. You feel me? You feel me? Trying to run Carolina. That's what they bring yeah. everybody at anyway. Yeah, you feel right. me? So, the place to start. You feel me? So just gotta run. Gotta run yeah. that. You feel yeah. me? Got places in uh, Atlanta, mm. you feel me? So I'm just trying to stretch it some more. Yeah, you feel just like who, who you been in the studio with? Like the people that we know. Like like just talking about y'all just in there just made a song. Oh yeah, I was in there with um, Peasy. Okay. That's like um, you had a song that said Yeah, I went in the studio when he uh, did his verse. Okay. So, you feel me? I got one with Quando. Quando. I went in the studio when he did his verse either. Okay. But um, Peasy and um, Big Yevo. I was in the studio. Yeah, okay, yeah. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you. I thought yeah. a bitch on him quit playing. Yeah, I got listen. They say my little boy yeah. look like Big Yavo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no cap, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you do. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, I know uh, Big Trey with some artists or whatever. But like I say my uh, the artists. I, I'm older. So I be listening to people like I listen to Cool Skull album, I listen to Black Zack album, <laughs> yeah. but like, I don't be knowing the young guys. That's what I'm saying. Like okay. when you told me about you, I'm like okay, I start looking you up or whatever because I just don't be knowing so, the young I, people. My little brother knew who you so were. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He was he like, I know you. I knew you were. I'm 25. I about to say ain't too far, but this boy old. Boy, oh, yeah. never somebody uh, had to, they um, growing, had they growing. Yeah. Yeah. We wiser, that's what it is. <laughs> had to look, get together. Um, Tony Orlando, I was standing with somebody, we listened to music and stuff. They had to start playing like some newer, like some newer artists. We had never heard of it. Like, hey, man. Hey, oh, oh man. <laughs> 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 hey, we get old. I don't know none of these people, man. Damn, they all man. knew. They all knew. But it's dope. Because, like, you listen, you like, like, cause you like got a small frame, you young, but you, like your voice still carry though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, powerful. Like, yeah. That's what, powerful. I, that's what I like yeah. about it the most because like, like powerful. I like, I like when you amplify through the mic or whatever. That's why I like, with our setup or whatever, like yeah. we could just be sitting without no mic, 
But I just love the way it sounds. Even with the headphone, I love the way sure. it sounds yeah. coming yeah, through yeah, the mic. You can hear it. Make you feel like you're in the studio. Like, yeah, I could have yeah, beat yeah, that. Now. Yeah, this is the vibe. This is the vibe. I love it. And I. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Your dad. To a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> give it, give it to the people. The for real. Your dad, you can't, you can't hear what we're hearing right now. Like, we in the mic. Like, we in the studio. <laughs> but yeah, maybe want to get on this beat, though, for real. But okay, then give us a person or two people that you feel like shit come on our platform. Uh, personal two people. You feel me? I want to shout out. I want to get it to the game. You feel me? Like, Rock Out Red. You feel me? Yep. Lil Shroud. You feel me? Okay. Man, he ain't so sweet. You feel me? Like, I said it though, I listen to music and we gonna, we gonna make it happen. Chillin', chillin', hey, you bring my brother out here. Like, my brothers, you bring my brothers out here. Let people know it's a vibe and shit. Man, like yeah, that. yeah, it's definitely a vibe. Yeah, yeah, you ain't feel me, you ain't crowned. You, you ain't crowned up, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Chillin', chillin', you, chillin'. you watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> we just here. No, in the Falcons, oh. Cody Patterson's cool. He ain't on my fans. He's well, you for South Carolina, too, right? Yeah, definitely for South Carolina. Rocky, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The energy, man. See what I'm bro. saying? Yeah. You gotta pick the South Cactus. You gotta pick the South Cactus. Don't perform. Don't perform. That's us. That's us. We gotta do it. What else you got going on that you want the people to know before we get out of here? I just want y'all to be ready for this music. Yeah, ready okay. for these videos. Ready for these features. You feel me? Like, ain't feel me? Yeah. I feel yeah, like you definitely. I just want to work. Yeah. 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 I'm ready to work. Yeah. yeah. If you ever need somebody taking photos or something like that, you got some video. You I just got me a gimbal today. <sighs> that thing gonna be so nice. It just came in too. But man, for real, okay. like, we appreciate you because, like, we, I want this. To be like I say, next time, like I say, when you even bigger or whatever, you know, I'm gonna spin back. When you go from 42 to 420k, you feel me? You gotta spin back. Spin back. Got to. Again, like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? we know each yeah. other. I'm gonna have me a diamond. I told you. Yeah, I'm gonna have me one of the watches on. Everybody out here looking, uh, watches on. Really, that's like I say, because you got to start it. Because I say you started yeah. out with 190 yeah. followers or whatever on your yeah. iTunes. And like I say, well, you done took it now. And like I say, people, because like, I mean, obviously it's perspective. People going to respect you more with your numbers looking like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they don't say, that's why we say with our platform, like, we feel like when people walk in here, they don't give us respect for the things we got or whatever. But our numbers right now. You got to respect somebody for their person. Yeah, like, yeah, that's first and yeah, foremost. But, first and foremost, before, before the number. Yeah, it's a, it's a like, lot of people that don't. They don't. So it's a, I, I can I can I can understand it because like you feel like they ain't gonna bring the correct value for your time. Yeah. But like say like the conversation right now you having or whatever, this conversation is gonna live forever. Yeah. And hopefully, you learn something. I learn something. And the people if that watch this learn, learn something. something. Watch this again yeah. and feel like oh yeah, yeah, that's a lesson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel I me? Feel just me. listen to it. And just listen. Like we're talking about, you gotta be there. You gotta be there. You just gotta be there, yeah, man. Yeah. Like in the number. Yeah, and if yeah. you ain't in the number, you ain't gonna. I always say, to get off the wait list, you gotta get on the list. Gotta yeah. get on the list. You gotta get yeah, on there first. Get on you can't there. get off of it. You know. We can't. We can't be the most. We can't be the best podcast in sucking on if we ain't doing the podcast. I can't be the hottest if I ain't dropping the hot shit. Let's do it. It's very self-explanatory.
Hell yeah. Man, appreciate you coming on for real. Man, appreciate y'all. Right? I mean, man. You, it's got Doolittle done in the yeah. building, man. We got Terry over done. down the side, yeah, man. Yeah, Shout out to you, bro. man. Shout out y'all pulling up. Yeah. Man. Jared, Paul, little brother, done pulled up on today. It's a big week for him, man. <laughs> Full supply. Well, yeah, we got, we got, um, we ain't done yet. We got to get our socials, our socials. So, and stuff. yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. We got to get our socials. Yeah. Your socials, Doolittle. Are you feel me? Y'all can follow me on Instagram, man. Doolittle Don 421. That's D O O L E Y. D-A-D-O-N, four, 21. Gang! How you be doing the Dunn? How you even get that name? Doolittle the Dunn. My, my homeboy Omar from middle school, you feel me? Like, Doolittle Dunn. Doolittle Dunn. Yeah, my uncle called me Doolittle Dunn. You feel me? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I think about. Like, like, my mother Red gave me a name, yeah. Doolittle, you feel me? I never went by my It's name. so smooth, because I, I, I stutter, so when I say S's, I kind of stutter, but doodly the done, just doodly the done. Yeah, 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 I just want to say doodly the done. Y'all gotta listen to his music though because like I say, it's, Please, it's a vibe. It's yeah. a vibe. It ain't like, you know, YouTube, it's too easy to find. Yes, it's easy. He got views, so it's like, you gonna be like, okay, he's somebody. And he from where we from. Like, yeah, you feel me? Like, definitely. he ain't too far even up the road from us. Probably about 45 minutes from where we minutes. from. You feel yeah. me? Like, being from baseball, like, it's the same mm. shit. And then, he from South Carolina, like, we trying to build something down here. Trying to build a media platform. Give your socials, Dante. Uh, everybody can follow me on Twitter. It's SuperJuice12, S-U-P-A. You can't spell juice, that's on you. You can follow me on IG, King Cobra, both on 2Ks. And then you can follow me on Snap at JuicePat12. I got you. And yeah, a lot of gay porn on that. Hey, you can follow me at watch <laughs> on Twitter. Instagram, you can follow me at Hassani underscore guy on the snap. Doodle is done. Do you know what Hassani means in Swahili? It means handsome, and I'm that guy. Go ahead. Twitter at the Jeremy Gant. Um, IG, same thing. And snap is Jeremy Gant. To this day! I just wanted to say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can follow me on IG and Twitter at the Money QB because you know I make them plays with the money. Go to Snapchat, Fine Ass Twin. That's always been me. Go to the IG and Twitter for the Navy Black Podcast at Navy Black Pod. Go to the YouTube, Navy Black Podcast. Subscribe to your boys, man. Check out the video with us, man. Like yeah. it. Man, give us a follow. Let's All get to right. a thousand or something. We had like 600. Can we get like 400? Drop a comment. You yeah, drop a comment. I like. We need all that. Cause we all need support. It. And I'm replying to the comments. Yeah. Hey, all yeah. It's great like that, <laughs> man. I'm begging you. We try. We the most interesting podcast in South Carolina, I believe. And we have the most interesting people on. So why yeah, wouldn't you want to be a part of interesting Why shit? not? Why not? We got Dooley in the building, man. But you also need to go to the website, navyblackpodcast.com. Get your merch, man. We got the hoodies. We got oh, rain value access over words. Be a doer, man. Yeah, man. All that, man. Dooley we got the bucket hat. And we got Terry real shirt, too. Yeah, okay. You, you know how we let do it, Man, let me go to this. I fucked up. This man, he all he see. This man, he got a brain vibe. Go <laughs> off his game. <laughs> man. Man. He off for this is the Black Podcast. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dooley. <laughs>
DreamCloud is a luxury hybrid mattress made with premium materials at half the price. Every DreamCloud comes with $399 in accessories, plus an additional $200 off a 365-night trial, a forever warranty, and free shipping. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Can't get your day started or keep it going without coffee? Well, buzz through Smoothie King and discover how we do coffee better than the rest. Delicious coffee smoothies made with your choice of new robust espresso or mellow cold brew. Plus the added boost of real nutrition and no artificial flavors. Any time of day makes Smoothie King your king of coffee. And enjoy any 20-ounce coffee smoothie for just $5 before 11 a.m. Valid at participating locations. See website for terms and conditions. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening. Hallelujah to God's mighty army today. The church is in the house. We are so thankful and we give you all the praise, Lord. I, I just got to give you praise today. I just got to give you praise and we thank you. And I want to welcome my fabulous hosts, hosts, uh, <laughs> hosts. Yeah, we got that, you know, you got to be careful. Oh, hosts. Oh, okay, host. Okay. I, I think we, we, we need to look that up, Tommy. We need to look that up. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Miss Trey from all the way. And I'm understanding she got hey. a little coolness up there going on in Virginia, huh? 
Yeah, okay. a little bit. Well, you little stay bit. warm now. You stay warm now. We ain't gonna have that. All right. We ain't have that. <laughs> and then, of course, I got Miss Tommy around the way. She's around the corner. Hallelujah. You call yeah. me anytime and give me a dime. Well, it don't cost that much. It costs 25 cents now. But probably 35 because <laughs> we don't even have pay phones anymore. You notice how, how they just got rid of the pay phones. You know, yeah, they didn't they didn't they didn't make an announcement, but they just got rid of the pay phones. And it's just like they get rid of stuff. They just don't, you know. Uh, I, I'm a representative for a company, and we were, you know, I'm waiting. I'm going, getting ready to buy my new order, and I'm like, well, where are my products? What, what, what y'all do? So I had to call corporate. I said, well, do you have it in back in the in the back room? Because what did you do with the rest of them? I know you have to make a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? So what you do with the rest of them? No, we don't have any. I said, no, you need to go look. Give me somebody else on the phone who got those other keys to the other doors that you can't access. You know, I know that probably the child probably said, oh, my God, this customer with this this representative, she was kind of weird. And she was telling me to go to find the keys with the man with the keys with the other room. And I know I, I gave them something to talk about last week. Anyway. We want to thank you all for joining us this evening to another segment of Setting It Straight with Miss Gray. And we're going to do a couple of things here. The first thing I want to do um, is a little housekeeping. I just want to say I started on it last week, I believe. Um, if anybody have any events or uh, special uh, uh special community events or anything that's coming up and you want us to announce it mm -hmm. here on the show, give me a call or uh, contact me uh, through Facebook or whatever medium you're using. Okay. Uh, and let me know. Uh, but probably, yeah, I think it'd be the best way to do it, but definitely just reach out to me or you can contact me um, um, through Facebook or uh, and message me, you know, just Alicia Gray, or you could do it on the setting it straight page. I would appreciate it because that's the direction we're moving in according to the Lord. Amen. Another direction we're moving into, we're going to start having guests on the show. Amen. Amen. I know y'all a little tired of probably hearing us and everything, but you'll be all right. You're going to be all right because we're going to do what we do. But we're going to have host, uh, start having some special guests on the show to help us out because they're coming in with some expertise. And I, I feel now especially what's getting ready to happen and the things that the forecast is coming and, and everything like that. Um, we got to definitely be ready uh, to uh, have some experts talk about uh, things financially, um, things, uh, uh, community service stuff, you know, what's, what, what resources are left in the community, uh, where we're going to be able to go. Um, just for instance, today, um, I, I, I said to the Lord, yes, was last night and as I was waking up, I said, Lord, I need to go find sandbags because even though my house is kind of on a hill, uh, still the water that comes down in front of the front door and on the, and, and the sliding glass door, the little concrete place there, um, it, it just, it piles up. And it, it, even if it just, it's not, it doesn't have to be a storm. It could just be a half a day of rain. And I've got a puddle and you know in front of my door and on in the backyard as well. So I, I God told me, you know, go and get um some sandbags, of course. And I did that a few years ago, and it does help out. It soaks it all up, and we don't have to have that problem. So I was like, Well, Lord, I, I need to go find sandbags. They should be announcing the closer this thing is coming, they should be announcing where we can go pick it up. Well, they did announce it. Uh, cause I, I follow the, the county and city on Facebook, 
but you have to come as itself um it's self-regulated you have to come with your own stuff and dig for your own sand so i'm like okay all right not a problem and the lord i mean i didn't ask god i didn't pray i didn't have a visual i didn't i didn't burn no candle i just said okay and next thing i know i get a call from the pastors that are just relocated to another city a few hours away from here and say hey miss gray you know um we still come to orlando because his wife still works over here and she'll be there tomorrow. So the Lord placed on his heart to call people he knew in Orlando to see if they had anything that they needed. So she would bring it with her as she's coming to work tomorrow. And I said, well, no, I don't need anything, but I do need some sandbags. He said, not a problem. We've got a host. we got a whole lot over here. How many you need? 10, 20 bags? I said, no, not that many. <laughs> not that many. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm in the car trying to add up. Okay, but four can go in the front and six can go in the back. But well, that could be about 10. But let me get about seven, you know. Um, and so, you know, this is why I love my Lord, because I don't have to make, I didn't make that phone call. I'm, I'm running errands and I'm getting a call. Because God laid us on someone's heart. Amen. And then he calls me back while I uh, ran into the P.O. box and uh, into the post office. And he's like, Miss Gray, you got your sandbags. She'll be delivering them tomorrow. Done. You know, and that's why I love the Lord so much. And so, you know, just little things like that. So we're going to have community people, commissioners and, and you know, uh, people that know stuff and could give us the truth. And give us direction so that we can understand life as it's as it's rolling out, because life is getting ready to flip and flip again. And we're not going to be able to understand where do we go from here. And so, you know, I wanted to uh, put that out there as well, um, that we will be having guests on the show. Amen and amen. So, um, yes, Tommy, go ahead. You know, it's funny you should say that about the sandbags. I wasn't realizing they were giving them out, you know, so early. And like yourself, I got a phone call from my neighbor. She said, I got you three for the front door. I'm like, oh, thank you. And didn't even think about it. Wasn't even, he's just so on time. That's it. And that's, that's how he operates. You trust him, he's got you because he's already wrote the story. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he does very good with the in-between. He's already wrote the story. He knows how it's going to end. He knows when it's going to end. We don't have to know when it's going to end. For me, I don't have to know. I know Jesus is coming back. That's, not, that's a given. But I'm not going to stop my life and say, I got to wait on him because I'm so dissatisfied with the world. Had that been, I wouldn't even be on here today. You wouldn't have never met me. Because when I died twice, four years ago, I would the second time it would have been it. It would have been it. Amen. So I know I've got work to do, and I, I take that very seriously. And I wish people would, you know, come out of the mindset of, well, Jesus, you know, I'm old and I'm not, uh, or either I'm I I there's nothing I can contribute. There's nothing I can do for, for the kingdom's sake. You know, if you're a believer, you'd be surprised as to what he has for you. I'm surprised. I just went to a summit a few weeks, a months ago. He, re he, he released me of one mantle and gave me three. 
So somebody's out there not doing what they're supposed to do. So he laid, he laid it at my feet because he knows what I'm going to do what he tell me to do. Amen. So, you know, I mean, it, it, we can go on and we're going to talk about this. This is who God, this is who we are and who we believe in. And this is what gives us, he gives us our strength, not our education, not what family we come from, not our last name, not my neighbors, not anything else. Because at the end of the day, my neighbor wouldn't even tell, isn't even asking, do you need sandbags? One of my neighbors didn't even know I was in the hospital for 97 days. He said, you know, when I looked over, I just never really saw you coming out. I know you like to stay in your garage, so I guess I was missing you for 97 days. But I got people all across town, like Tommy, all, you know, all concerned about my kids. And making sure the family is fine. Making sure the and to this day she still does it. To this day. So you know I know I'm, I'm going all around here, but this is just what's on my heart. You y'all got the you, you people you got the line up, and most of the people that's watching the show on my end. I mean I'm preaching to the choir, but you still got to step up. You can't just be dis, dismayed. Don't be in despair. Don't become hopeless. It is going to get harder. It's around the corner, literally. A piece of that is getting ready to land possibly on Florida in the next 24 to 48 hours. We don't know what's gonna, what life is going to look like on Thursday. We don't know. But you need to just, you know, you got to trust God. You got to trust God. When he told you months ago, before June, Go get your hurricane supply stuff. Go get your batteries. Go get your flashlights. Go get your candles. Whatever you're going to use. Go get a generator. Everything was on sale. Everything was on sale. Left and right. Tax-free also. Tax-free. Several tax-frees. You didn't even realize they just had a tax-free on windows that are, um, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, shatterproof. Hardware, saws, hammered. They just had a no sales tax. And it was for weeks. But you know, you just, you know, I mean, and I know people, well, I don't like to look at the news. I don't, I haven't looked at the news later in the line. I ain't looked at the news in five years. I said, well, you okay, so how do you know when there's a storm coming? Well, I really don't pay any attention to that. You know what? And that that works for you, fine. Who am I to judge you? That worked for her. She was proud to announce it. Fine. I don't watch the news every day. I look at Facebook news every now and then. And when the Lord said, okay, you need to keep the channel there for a minute. Next thing we know, we got a rapist running around at UCF, knocking on doors. Would you know that? No. You know, so it's just, I mean, to each his own. We're not here to judge. We're not here to judge. If it works for you, fine. But don't call me 2 o'clock in the morning and ask her for prayer. Don't do it. Because you made your decision on how you were going to do your life. And I have nothing to do with that. Amen and amen. And that's just me saying what I got to say. We are in Rosh Hashanah. It, happened, it, went, it occurred. It began sundown last night. And it ends sundown tomorrow evening. 
And it, and the biggest piece of that is this is the new year, the Jewish new year. And I and my family, we follow this. And it, ever since one of my students announced it in class one night, I just happened to look and she said, Miss Gray, all five high holidays are happening this year. I saw you. She goes, that has not happened for hundreds of years. I said, what? It happened again a few years ago, over four years ago. It happened again. All five holidays was in the month of September, right behind one another. And I was like, okay, time is winding up. Time is winding up and the signs are right there. Now, with Rosh Hashanah, and you still could do this. You still got time until tomorrow evening. Get you some apples. We sliced up our apples, and we have honey. And that represents a sweet new year. So we sat and we stood around my um, island there, and we had our apples and our uh, honey. And it was very good. Um, you just, it just, you just know it's here. You, you, you anticipate it coming. Yom Kippur is coming up and we'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that, but, um, it just works for us. It works for us. I just found out that you all they also is a feast of horns and they all, you know, um, that's when they blow the shofar a few times a day. So on Facebook, and for those of you who follow me on Facebook, on my Facebook page, I had my shofar and I blew it. God said, blow it three times. And I blew it three times. And thank God the dog didn't bark. That was that was good. She, you know, she, she's, she's in the spirit. Amen. <laughs> and, you know, and that was it. And I said, see you tonight, you know, and I'm going to blow it again tomorrow as he leads me. Amen. So, and I wanted to wear something white tonight. I just, I just, and it was so funny. My son, my baby boy said, mom, we didn't take communion last. And I said, no, we, I want it right now. He ran right over here, got it. He got him one. And we said our prayers over it. And th we do this in memory of you, Jesus. We took the bread and, he took, and broke it for his body. It was broken for us. And I remember that. And I took communion. You don't have to take communion just the first Sunday of every month. And I know that's a culture thing. I get it, you know, lived that way forever until I, I was trying to find out when I could, when should we take communion? And the Bible said, whenever, whenever. I know people who take communion every day, but that's what as works for them. Often, as often as he says. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Tommy. See, you, that's why I encourage people to study the word for yourself. Because we, yes, we're taught to listen to the person in the pulpit, to listen to the Sunday school teacher, to listen to our professors, but they've been wrong because why? They're men. They're just as flesh as we are. They bleed red blood like we do. They bruise like we do. And we need teachers. I was a professor. We need teachers. We're, we're, I was, you know, but we only could teach what we have studied ourselves to be in alignment so we could give the truth to the students so they could be professionals and better professionals than we are. But sometimes people do get a little lost and they get way off and they, they veer right 
and they wait, they keep bearing, right? And then they make it up all kinds of stuff. And, and then we have to, then God has to come and find us and push us forward where we need to be. Where we need to be. Amen. So that was our day. And I'm looking forward to Yom Kippur because in Yom Kippur is 25 hours of fasting. Now, I know people who are on medication and God is just so funny because my one of my high blood pressure pills that I've had been on since I've been in the hospital, I, I, could t I have to take it without food in the morning. <laughs> and my other one, I take in the afternoon with food or in the evening. So I can do a fast a whole day if I wanted to. And I do fast. Fasting needs to become a lifestyle, not just a once a year thing. And I'm not talking about the other. I know other man has come along and said fasting from your computer and fasting from your phone. I, I, you know, people are trying to make it palatable and, and make it pleasant, you know, pleasing unto man. No, you we don't even do a fasting like we really should. Go to Lamentations. Go to Leviticus. See how they didn't even say call it a fast. They call it consecration. And they take days. They clean the house. They clean the animals. And I always have to chuckle at that because that, that, that's dust. They didn't have concrete then. They had rocks. <laughs> so you clean the animals. <laughs> they still going to be dusty. But that's how serious they took it. And there were times they pilgrimage to the Holy Temple in some of these. So it's 25 hours of, of fasting. God will help you to do it. But it's something about fasting from food. It's something and not making no accommodations with it. It's something about you. If you do a four hour fast, <clears throat> excuse me, or you do an evening fast, or you, however you want, you're going to do the 40 day fine, however, whatever. But see, God has to tell you to fast. That's what I've learned on my journey until it becomes a lifestyle. Because after Jesus fed the 5,000, the next chapter, Jesus was walking and looked back and it was over 4,000, counting men only not counting the women and the children. And he told the disciples what? Go find them some food unless they think I've called a fast. Glory to God. It's right there. The next chapter. After he fed 5,000, he fed over 4,000. But he said, no, go find them some food because the people just left and walked with it. My God. Just left everything they had. And they didn't know where he was going. He had no itinerary. They put it on a rock like, okay, we're going to go over to Jerusalem and then we're going to make a left. We're going to maybe go over there to Egypt, but, you know, we ain't going to stay there long. Cause, you know, no, they didn't have any of that. You know, they just followed them because they wanted more. And you feel good about that. You feel good after you've studied the word. You feel good after you sing a song. Glory to God. So, oh, and I forgot to tell you, I also, we anointed each other, you know, before we, we started our, our apples and, and honey yesterday. So, all right. So I did all that. And now we're going to segue into, uh, I wanted to still talk a little bit more or see if the ladies had any more they wanted to talk about concerning um, national suicide awareness. Um, I'm still not satisfied mm -hmm. with being aware. 
we got to do something to slow this down. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how many programs we could put out there. I don't know how many programs we have in the in the public schools and in the private schools. And we don't have many in the private schools, to be honest with you. So I, I don't know what's going to stop this. I'm, our TikTokers, that that generation, the Gen Z generation, the millennials, uh, and then my seniors, my seniors who are just giving up because they've outlived their family and they feel that they're by themselves. I need you. If you all know of any senior citizen that has outlived their family, please let me get their number because I need them on my advisory board. I need words of wisdom surrounding me. So if they are willing to talk to me and guide me, a total stranger, I'm willing to have them. I will reward them. I will, I whatever they need, we'll make sure they get. I promise you that. So I don't care what state you're in or city you're in or country you're in. If you know of a senior citizen that has outlived their family and they're feeling dismayed, they're feeling despondent, they're feeling like, you know, I don't know what, what's left for me. Uh, call me, inbox me, contact me. We got work for them. I got something for them to do for me. I do. And to encourage them because they're, they're my heart. Amen. And it don't matter what denomination, it doesn't matter what diversity, ethnicity or race they are. If they're willing to come forward and help me out a little bit, I'd appreciate it. Probably we'll talk them to death, but you know, here we go. Um, so ladies, I'm going to be quiet. Did you, you all have anything else that we want to add? Because then we're going to move into our next subject, which will also uh, uh, roll over to next Monday's talk as well. Well, I had a, a talk with a young lady this weekend and her friend committed suicide. They were actually waiting on them to come. And she said there she said we could not pick up if there was something wrong. It was well disguised, it, you know, and they were waiting on that person. And I said, so he had been depressed. She said, no, he was always goofy. The last time we saw him, which was the day before, goofy, laughing, clowning, being the same person that they've always known. And then the next moment, he was gone. She said, I, I, I couldn't even go to the surface because I couldn't, it couldn't, you know, register, excuse me, in her mind. And I said, so he didn't show no financial, excuse me, no financial issue or anything. And she said, no, nothing. And it's just, how do you help somebody when you, can't even discern something was wrong. And that's my question to it now, you know, because I've heard so many say there were no signs. There were no, you know, like your typical ones, you know, they might talk about it. They make up, you know, say something. But if they don't say anything or you see some visible signs or something that will make you think, or oh, he ain't 
he ain't about to do what I think he about to do. You know, when you have somebody that don't do that out of the blue, how do you how do you help? That's my question. I've not been able to. I I I can't. I I only pray that I don't miss it. That I don't miss somebody. Um, someone called me today and I was like, hey, how you doing? I'm okay. And I'm like, no, you don't sound okay. What's going on? Talk to me immediately. No, you don't sound right. You know, and so, but you can never always tell it. You can never always tell it. I don't know. Go ahead, Trey. I, the only thing I was just going to say is maybe, you know, how... And I go back to this communication piece, making it so people feel comfortable talking. You know, you say, you know, whenever you feel like you need to talk, you know, you can talk to me. You can confide in me. We can work this out together. You know, so maybe opening it, it up um, and trying not to be judgmental. You know, you have to kind of pick up on cues. Uh, and I'm not sure. I, you know, I've known of a couple of people that have you know, um, taking their life, their lives. Um, not necessarily personally, I don't think. Um, but I think just just being open to to just look. I, you should if you're not okay, just make sure you reach out to me and and just acting like you're concerned more so than you're trying to get information and get gossip, and 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 don't spread things around. Um, so, you know, that, that's my suggestion to it. And I think that, you know, how we little comments of even commenting about mental health and, you know, little sly remarks, you know, why would somebody do that? Or why would, you know, just, just some things you can kind of make people uncomfortable, not even talking about this situation, but another situation. Um, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about things as sensitive as that as uh, suicide and mental health. Yeah, the stigmas are still, you, 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 you right on it. You just nailed it, uh, Trey. The stigma is still out there. And we have to be careful what we are saying in, in the company of people. Child, you know she crazy. You, 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 some people will take that very serious. I mean, we can't, we can only joke for so far. And I just told somebody, something the other day and I said I can only say this in front of you because other people would not be able to handle it um and and I'm finding out another thing too and I don't know if you ladies have experienced this yet but people put you on such a pedestal that they don't they fear coming to you for whatever reason uh they fear you finding out whatever, whatever's plaguing them, whatever's uh, stalking them, whatever they're going through. Um, and, and that's what hurts me the most is that people are afraid. I, I used to have students say, oh, Miss Gray, you know, let's go out to lunch. And I said, yeah, I go out to lunch. And they were surprised that I would say yes, because we were getting ready to end the semester. Now, while we're in the semester, I'm not going out to lunch with you because I don't want you to get it confused that, I, that you're going to make some sort of impression on your grade. Um, so I would wait purposely after the semester and say, yeah, give me a call. 
And they're like, oh, well, and they never would. And I asked one person one time, I said, you always say that, but we never went out. You've graduated now, but we've never went out. Well, Miss Gray, you know, I, I, I kind of drink with my lunch, you know. And so I'm sitting there, okay, um, so what does that have to do with me? Well, I don't want to drink in front of you. I said, well, first, okay, now, right now, and I'm glad you told me this, because you need to take me off the pedestal, okay? I am just as human as you are. I appreciate the respect. I do, because I'm not a drinker. But the only thing is, I'm, I don't drink. You can do whatever you want to at lunchtime. Just make sure you don't choke, because I can't help you. I can call 911. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. I can't say, can you get the, the, I don't know if you swallowed an olive or whatever. All I can do is just call 911. People drink with their meals. People drink at dinner time. People drink. So, but why are you holding that against me? I can't go out to lunch with you because you drink. What, what does that mean? I don't, I don't understand what that means. Let me tell you, I was going to a progressive church back home in West Palm Beach. And the path, we went to Red Lobster after service. Oh, we were out for Red Lobster one evening. And the pastor and his wife was there. So while the waiter was waiting on me, I said, um, I don't know what I want. I'll, you know, I'm going to have a virgin pina colada. Let me live it up tonight. You know, I had a virgin pina colada. The, do you know on Sunday I was the topic of the sermon without him mentioning my name? He said, you know, y'all don't have to try to hide things from us. Because if you want to order you a drink, this one had to order you a drink. I said, so I stood up. I stood up. We were on TV then, on TBN. I stood up. I said, are you? And I'm looking at him like, really? And he would never look up from the pulpit once he saw me standing. Everybody else, hey, man, hallelujah. All y'all drunk. All y'all are alcoholics in the front row. Don't don't play with that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't pretend like you holy. Don't do that. You don't let many people astray because people want to be just like you and they don't know how you live behind closed doors. Okay, I'm not trying to get off the topic here. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. But so my students, wouldn't, we wouldn't go out to, to lunch. We couldn't even go out to dinner because y'all got a drinking issue. Y'all like to drink something other than soda and water and tea. But you held that against me. Really? Man, go ahead and get what you want to get. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. So uh, going back to, you know, people afraid to share things about you because they're looking at your life and they're like, no, she wouldn't understand. Now, that's a fighting word for me. I had a former cousin say that to me years ago. See, you don't understand. See, Lisa, you know, you had a great life. You don't understand. Cause, and now she's telling me all of, I've known for all my life. Now she's telling me she was molested as a child. I said, well, you never told me that. She said, yeah, but see you, but you don't understand. See, you don't, you don't understand. No, oh, so you're gonna tell me what so those are fighting words for me when we're having a conversation like that. So you go tell me what I don't understand? Just because I didn't go through it? Really? And I don't talk to her anymore. I said, we're done. We're done. We're done. And we were real close growing up as kids. But you're going to tell me what I don't understand just because you're telling me something new. I didn't, you didn't, you haven't told anybody this. I didn't know. I counsel people like you. 
What? 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 And no, my dad, you better not try to touch me. My daddy locked both gates at four o'clock every afternoon. Come in there if you want to with his double barrel shotgun. Come and mess with me if you want to. Okay. So I was very protected. I'm sorry you weren't. But you're going to blame that on me. So once again, people put you up on this pedestal and they think, well, I, I, she, I, I can't go and tell her this and I can't go and tell her that. Well, go find somebody you can tell it to. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to add you to the resume. But I'm, I'm more received by strangers who don't know me. Who have to blare their, I had a young lady that blare their heart out to me. And we closed that thing up and got her on her way. So you don't have to worry about telling me stuff. You don't have to. People didn't want to tell me, one young lady uh, didn't want to tell me that she was pregnant and she's not married. And I'm like, who, am, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. I, I can't, I'm not here to judge you. What do you think of me? I'm not going to come to your wedding because, oh my gosh, you had a child out of wedlock. I was too afraid when boys touch me. They couldn't even touch my knee. I ain't dancing with nobody because I got here. I'm born to a teenage mom. Uh -huh. No, you ain't going to touch me. Come on, let me hold your hand. No, don't hold my hand because I don't know how babies really get here. I don't know. It could be you could just look at me or I could share your drink. And next thing you know, uh -uh, no, I'm not ready to have no baby. I'm not going to put my baby in for adoption. So no, that's not, that's just, a, that's my choice. <laughs> that's my choice. But you got, oh, everybody else knew that you pregnant and I, I don't know nothing. I'm like, What do you think of me? And then that provokes my flesh when I have to sit and start thinking about how you think about me. That provokes my flesh. Then I get mad and I want to delete, deny, block everybody. I'm just giving you a little piece of me tonight. Okay, so if that's your choice and I tell my kids, if that's your choice, but be prepared for the consequences. And that's in any decision that you make, anybody that you invite into your life, anybody you, you go out of town with, anybody, you know they ain't got a job. Who paid for the trip? Anybody that calls you, you need to get, oh, I heard you gonna get a car. Well, you need to get that. Well, you don't have a car. So how do you know what kind of car I need to get? See, that's my answer. So it, this past few months, I, I got to know how people really feel about me, some close people, and it hurt. It really did hurt. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I have to, I have to resolve it because we got the prophetic word today that God is closing doors now, changing relationships, changing associations now. It's here because we got kingdom work to do. Amen. Amen. So as we segue now, 
we're going to start talking about finances and that's what we were going to you know begin to talk about tonight um you know financial uh i mean I, I, it's hard to talk about it because you're like you know financial planning during these times that's the title of tonight really and this is going to be part one yeah yeah you got to put some money away you got to have it in the house or something you just never know i i went to wawa today to get me a salad and the lord said no go ahead and fill up with your gas and i'm like oh okay you're right you're right lord fill up with the gas because i don't know what tomorrow or wednesday or thursday is gonna hold what it's gonna look like here you know so Thank goodness, you know, you, you need to keep some money around. And I know that's hard because people are living paycheck to paycheck. But the world is kind of really flimsy right now. You could go get a job anywhere. You know, go ahead. I was just told today they went to get water, which, you know, water is scarce around here. And her son, what Walmart normally had for $5.98, he paid $9 for it. I said, in that price gouging? I'm like, really? They need to report them. They need to report yes. that location. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tommy. But yeah, they need to report them right away because... One thing DeSantis is not going to stand for is gouging. He, he's. Well, I, like I said, I didn't know. I don't know which one, but I'll find out. But that, that was just like ludicrous to me. You know, that you paying $9 for what is normally $5.98. But then, just like Sam's with eggs, they've been fluctuating up and down. The cheapest I've seen wherein before the pandemic, you could get two 18 um, um, crates of eggs, two, for use around 368 to 443. I've seen it in the last couple of times, 862 and as much as $11 and some change. And it just fluctuate back and forth, back and forth. It hasn't went past $8 in a while. And that's Sam's. Now, granted, you know, it took them a minute to start by getting eggs. So it might have been, you know, and at the time the gas was higher and so on and so forth. But, yeah. So you're right. We got to get that jar, that envelope you keep in the freezer. Whatever it takes. We have to start by saving. Not just in the institution, but saving that you can put your hand onto it. As what well, in school, as... Um, when we took that finance class, it was saying, um, oh, the term was um, 
Oh, I can't think of it now. But it's, it means being able to put your hand on the money right now and not have to go through an institution to get it. Y'all might know the name, Trey. You might know it, but I can't remember what it's called. Accessible assets or something like that. I can't, I can't remember the name of it right now. Well, I'm here, you know, uh, I, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Go ahead, Trey. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just telling uh, on Tommy, I said I wasn't quite sure what that terminology she was talking about is. No, I don't know what it is. Well, it's important because God, you know, and that's always been an age old question, whether in the scriptures we were ever told by God that we need to go get a 401k and a 50, you know, a, a, a fortune 500 plan and, and all that. And, 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 and we know man did that because that came from out of Rome, out of the Egyptians, you know, that, that saving and then that, that investment piece. You no, know, you bring your money to us and we'll hold on to it for you. So that all came from that. And I have done some a little research on it. I mean, I did some research years ago and I could not find a scripture that says thou shall save. Put your money away for hard times. There's no scripture that points to that. Investing, you know, using proper judgment, you know, using discernment. Your spiritual gifts when you do, do go invest, when you go and do things, and a lot of these past over twenty years, God will tell has just spoken to me Himself and said, you know, invest in yourself. You got to get your books out, you, you know. So go ahead and buy five hundred books, and you'll be ready. To, uh, then you're going to be going through the community. You put them on your website. You're going to sell them. I was like, okay. He said, no, you're investing in yourself, invest in your daughter and her, in her dessert. So I buy the grocery, the, you know, whatever she needs for that. And God said, no, that's the seed offering that, you know, you're investing in her, you know, so he has to tell me. But this gentleman that's going to come uh, and join us next week, he's awesome. He's honest. And he is a man of God. He's out, I want to say he's out in California, but he's out, our time difference, that there's a uh, four, three hour, four hour time difference from us. But he's, he's uh, seven o'clock, our time will be three something his time. Um, but he's willing to call, just uh, did some interaction with him. He taught me, he had the grids and everything. He went back to the old insurance days and, and things like that made it very clear. And then this is the one thing I really respected him for and appreciated. He was not pushing to sell or anything. I said, I have to pray about it first. He said, you get back with me when he gets back with you. Done. You know, very respectful. So the Lord said, you need to have him on to talk about the finances and how to and what to invest in from an insurance perspective to make sure you, you know, you're not leaving anything behind on your loved ones. Because we, we still keep running into that. People didn't leave a will. They don't have the money. Now you're trying to, you know, talk to your friends and to help to bury your loved one. You know, so you want to go ahead and, 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 you know, just hear him out. He's not here to sell anything or whatever. And the Lord, the Lord himself said, invite him on the show. And he said, no problem. And not charging us anything. He's coming on for free. 
and anytime we need him. So um, I appreciate that. And you all will learn some things about that, too. So I told him, just pray and let the Lord have his way on what our audience needs to hear. But you need to know. You need to know about these things. And thank you. Yeah, we, the care support circle is still, you know, available. I don't have any. Nobody's contacting me, and that's fine. Um, but j j just to know, that's a resource that's out here, and other resources that's out here. Um, and we're gonna have, like I said, we're gonna have special guests um, periodically throughout this year, um, and going into the new year, so that you can hear some other voices talk about some things that are out there that's important, you know, for us for survival now. We're going into survival mode now. And you have got to hear and you've got to plan with what you have. With what you have. And I, I think I, I said a while back on Facebook, uh, families are going to start coming back together and everybody's going to have to live in the, under the same house, under the same roof, rather, because that's just the sign of the times. And if they're ready to go back out and get back out there, then you could take your time and do that. But while you're in your parents' home or while you're in your siblings' home, split the bills, pay your share, and y'all put $5 away in the jar and nobody touch it. Before you know it, you, you've got $20 in one day if it's three or four of y'all. You've got to do this. Because we don't know. I can I can't even imagine. I've mentioned this many times on the show. Waking up and thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna go to the bank today because I know I got I got about 300 in there and I get paid Friday and this is Wednesday. So I'm gonna go and get at least 200 because I can get gas and I, I could go do lunch and then I'll get some grocery and I'll see what my neighbor needs as well. You go to the bank and you can only get $75 out. I can't even imagine that. But we were living through things that we never could imagine. And you have to be ready for it. Don't sit there and complain. Be action oriented. Because everybody's listening. They're watching you. What are you doing? Oh, no, I'm going to get, get sandbag. I got to tell my new neighbor who's not been here. He, should, they, he and his family just moved in. So I wanted to, and the Lord has already showed me, tell your neighbor about getting sandbags because that water is going to pile up at that front door. So as soon as I can see him, I'm going to let him know, you know, but, you know, we got to care for each other. All right, ladies, we got five minutes left. Um, anything that's on your heart and mind to share, go for it. I'm going to be quiet. Well. <laughs> guess that means me um i guess uh, you know i'm looking forward to the the financial uh presentation that we have coming up next week and um and also too you know things that bring on stressors when you don't have money you're stressed or when you can't pay your bills you're stressed and that leads to a whole a lot of other, other things. Uh, and, you know, we're approaching Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well. And maybe that could be some tips to help folks that, you know, are frustrated with, with um, you know, household 
finances, you know, relationships, and so on. I think we're just we're just going into a great place with this, and I'm just looking forward to what setting it straight with uh, Ms. Gray has in store for the future. I think this is exciting. So I'm agreeing with you on that because um, what better way to maybe prevent a lot of the suicide or the action of violence when people can find out they could save a dollar putting away a dollar and making things a lot lighter and giving a new light to the new year. So in getting ready to go through Christmas and not buying all this Christmas gifts and all this that you feel you have to do, but be modest and maybe cook your gift cookies or invite somebody over for a meal some other form of um, action of love, but not have to be pressed that you have to spend all this money, you know, because it's not flowing like milk and honey right now. And so we got to get into that mode to being able, like Miss Grace said, put five or two or three or a dollar in that jar a week just to get you started. So that's my tip for this week. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Um, it's it's real and it can be done. I mean, if you're still using cash, um, I've told you about a former co-worker back in the day, taught me how she saved her initials uh, on her dollar bills. And then she boosted that up to $5 bills and she was able to buy herself a car, you know, a brand new car. You know, so yeah, I to this day I save my LJG dollars and I just put them aside. Don't be coming to my house looking for nothing because you know you ain't gonna find it. Uh yeah. But anyway, I put it that don't go in the bank. I just put that aside. And and it's fun now. It's like a little game to me now, you know, to be able to do that. Yeah, Tommy. It's funny you say that because my aunt, I still have my twelve dollars. She saved uh, um, $12, but every, it was one through 12 because they don't go higher than 12. And I still have my dollars. But she also did something that was really great. She started saving every $5, every $5 bill, she would save them. And as she saved them, she paid for her to redo her bathroom. You know, a cabinet and all the little fixings and whatever. She was able to do that. And now she's saving her $5 bills because that's what she's going to buy Christmas gifts with. So that, so all that is good ways of not going through that depression and feeling that you have to do all this other stuff. That's Amen. Cool. Well, happy Rosh Hashanah again. We're going to see you next week, a whole new month, a whole new set of topics and conversations. You all be safe. Those of us, my Floridians, be safe. Tuck, you know, do what you got to do. Do what you have to do. We'll see you next week. Same time, same station. Y'all be blessed.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Audio Hello, you're listening to the K-12 Tech Podcast, bringing you insights into the world of education technology. Stay tuned as we discuss the past, the present, and most importantly, the future of technology in our schools. Hello, and welcome back to the K-12 Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hotseller, with my co-host, Sean Cardwell from K-12 Tech. And then we have our special guest, technology integration specialist, Michelle Manning. Uh, who is also a Google certified educator and a Google certified coach. Uh, Michelle, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you just want to maybe introduce yourself and kind of talk about your background. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I've been working in education for 30 years, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, I was a classroom teacher for over 26 years, 26 years in my current district, and then um, I transitioned to be the technology integration specialist for my district, and this is my third year as the tech coach. My first year, I worked with the um, 650 secondary teachers across five buildings, and now I work with the elementary teachers, so I support 350 teachers throughout seven buildings. So, and I absolutely love my job. It's great. Um, so, what kind of made you go into the tech, uh, tech integration role? I've always loved integrating the technology into the curriculum, getting away from the chalk and talk, um, the pencil and paper. So it was always a passion of mine. And then when my district posted this position, a lot of my colleagues reached out to me and said, Michelle, you're already doing this. You should apply. You should apply. So I was nervous leaving the classroom. Um, but I'm actually really excited because now I get to go into more classrooms and work with more teachers. So I get the best of both worlds. So it, it's really been exciting and I've learned so much and it's such a great feeling to be so helpful to my colleagues. And you came in like kind of middle of the pandemic, correct? Literally, yes. So what were some challenges you faced there? Um, I know obviously the pandemic was a big change for all of us. Right. Well, I, the biggest problem, I mean, for me as a tech coach, <laughs> excuse me, was because I started when we went back that September, my district was hybrid. So students were in person and half their class were at home and then they switched midweek. So when I started my position, I ended up being more tech support. 
how to do Google Meets, how to share your screen, how to do videos, because those are things we had never done before. Um, we were completely asynchronous when we went into lockdown at first. So teachers really saw me as tech support and that's what they needed. So I was whatever they needed, whenever they needed it. And Google was constantly changing and updating. So I was always sending out the alerts. Well, now Meet can do this. Now Meet gives you attendance. And so I presented myself as more tech support. It wasn't until much later in the year where teachers said to me, well, I used to do this lesson where the students were walking around the room, but now they can't. Or my students used to manipulate this, but now they can't. So how can we create these lessons digitally? So it took a while to make the transition. And I'm still struggling with that, where I'm not necessarily tech support. You know, you bring me the curriculum, I'll bring you the technology and let's work it out together. Let me come in and co-teach. Let me be part of the lesson with you, um, not just tech support. So because that's when I started, that's how people saw me since it was a new role. So I'm starting to see the shift. I'm hopeful. <laughs> we're kind of now that we're out of the pandemic, Lord willing. <laughs> um, has there been any like not any drawback or any um, hesitancy for teachers that weren't used to technology, had to use it? Are they trying to get away from it? And how are you facing that? Yeah, unfortunately, um, because the teachers were forced to use it and it was more survival mode, they aren't really seeing the benefits of what it could have to offer now. Um, they want to go old school. They're kind of done with the technology. Um, I was very fortunate. I attended ISTE in New Orleans this past July, and Rich Collada gave this great speech about shifting from that emergency remote learning to effective digital learning. So shifting from tech skills to digital pedagogy. So many people, the kids are good at tech, they're good at tech. I'm like, well, it's not really about the students being good at tech or gaming. It's about transforming your lessons, um, freeing you up so that you could work with students in small group, providing those modifications, um, differentiating your assignments. There's so many great things that came out of this uh, push with the technology. So let's embrace those to make our curriculum and our classrooms better and provide more support for our students as well. Well, and it does seem like a lot of schools have been utilizing Google Classroom, Google, every Google app you can possibly imagine <laughs> out there. Um, but I know just from talking to you before we started recording that, that you've been utilizing Gamify, which is something that I am not familiar with. So do you want to talk about a little a little bit about that and what exactly it does and what you use it for and how teachers can use it in their classroom? Absolutely. And my district is a Google school. Google uh, Classroom is our LMS. Um, but what I did to sort of break up the lessons and again, transitioning from pencil and paper and using that technology to make the lessons better. So pre-pandemic, pre-Google Slides, you would hand out a worksheet, whether it was a review sheet, say, for a test or a quiz, or students are practicing their times tables. There was this great expression, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. So old school, students would complete that entire worksheet, and they may have practiced the whole thing wrong. And then by the time the teacher collects it, grades it and gives it back, and here's hoping that the student actually looks at the feedback that the teacher dedicated his or her time to give, that doesn't happen. It goes in the folder. My favorite was when the one student threw it out in the garbage right in front of me. I'm like, could you at least get to the hallway garbage can before throwing that out? Um, 
so the students aren't getting that immediate feedback. So what I did was I took those multiple choice questions and put them in Google Slides. And I've created dozens of them and I'm happy to share the link with my templates and some samples that I've done. So whether it was seasonal or content related, I would decorate the Google Slides with the theme and then the students would answer the question. And I started calling them escape rooms, but then I changed it to riddle rooms. So on the first slide, I would ask them a riddle. And as they got the right answer, they would be directed to the slide that gave them the next letter for the riddle. But here's the part that I loved about gamifying that I thought was so helpful that when they got the answer incorrect, it brought them to a slide that told them they were wrong. So they got that immediate feedback so that they weren't practicing it wrong again and again. And then they were directed to go back and try again. And on that, you're right, I hate to say you're wrong, but on the you're wrong slide, the teacher could embed support, give them a clue. So if it's long division, remind them what the first step of long division is or if it's world languages, put the translations there. Um, I just did one for map skills. So put the map so they can look at the reference because the goal is for them to learn the content. And if they keep getting it wrong, they're not learning anything. So this way the support is embedded. Students could work at their own pace. If the whole, that the teacher's going over it as a whole class, students can fall behind or if they get up to use the restroom. So now students can self-pace if they need to read the question more slowly. Or again, embedding that support, teachers can embed audio to read it to the students who maybe are struggling. So you can take out the reading obstacles, take out the writing obstacles so that they can focus on the content, assuming it's not a reading or writing <laughs> lesson. Um, so there's just so many um, opportunities for the students to succeed and all the embedded support and you can differentiate if you have students who are ready to add fractions with uncommon denominators they could get that riddle room and the students who still need common denominators can get that one and then work their way up and this way the teacher can be working with different groups at the same time instead of whole class and i can go on for hours about all the <laughs> different advantages to gamifying and then one final advantage to it is if you know you gave your students their traditional pencil and paper, when they're done, they're done. They're not going to take their eraser and erase the whole page and try it again. So with these riddle rooms, the teacher can post it through their LMS. And then the students, when they're home or extra help, can go back and try it again. So if they didn't succeed, it's still there as an opportunity and a learning tool for them. Like, so this isn't an app or anything. This nope. is all just through Google completely. Mm -hmm. It's all hyperlinks. And sometimes I do bring in Kami. I, I absolutely love Kami. Um, so I have done some lessons where the question will be hyperlinked to a Kami file. Um, so the students can annotate and work on a PDF. So say um, they're working on map scale. They can go to the map on Kami and measure it or draw it um, or it um for more of accountability unfortunately the downside with the gamification is there isn't a lot of um accountability the teacher cannot see the student's progress so by hyperlinking it to a cami file or a google doc the students can show their work and toggle back and forth between the two but a basic escape room is just simply hyperlinks hyperlinking three pages together so um it's resources that every teacher has available it is readily available. Yeah. There's no extra cost. Right. For, but, you know, schools that are on a very tight budget to, mm -hmm. you know, large schools that 
may have more funding, anyone can use it. Right. Um, I right. think that's the big thing that we <laughs> that I really like, and I think a lot of schools are going to like. Right. And you know, everybody has access to the Google Slides, and it once you make your one template, you could just keep changing your backgrounds, and you have it set. So it's not recreating the wheel every single time. And once you do it once with the students, and they're familiar with it, they're always so excited to see the different themes. Um, you know, I, I've gone throughout the year, football season, fall. Thanksgiving, I try to keep it non-denomination. Do you want to build a snowman? So instead of a riddle, they built the snowman as they got the right answers, the snowman was built and then they could draw it on their own. So they had their own snowman. So there's lots of different ways you can change it up. And I had referenced using it as review, but a teacher could also use it to flip their classroom. So instead of putting the question, the teacher can embed a video, whether it's a video that the teacher recorded of themselves modeling the lesson or a YouTube video or a, con a curriculum related video. And then the students can watch it and then practice it on their own and advance through the lesson at their level. So it, it takes the teacher away from the board. They're not tied to the front of the room. So the teacher can circulate and work in small groups or differentiate, or this is a great activity for centers or stations. Um, Sometimes they've even embedded links to websites. So the students are doing research. So are they doing the research correctly? So there's so many ways that you could modify this from introducing a lesson to assessing the lesson. Like we said, it's extremely, it sounds extremely versatile. Um, everyone's got access to it. Mm -hmm. um, kind of hint at an earlier statement you made the, with the whole get a worksheet back, erasing <laughs> it, or not even looking at it. I'm guilty of that. I get it back. I put it in the in my folder, not paid any more attention. Um, what I really love about this is it's readily available for the not just the teachers, but the students as well. They can access it. Most schools have Chromebooks or iPads or some kind of uh, right. equipment nowadays, one-to-one -one device. Um, they can always access it at home, work on it at their own pace. I mean, that was a big thing for me when I was in school. Um, I had a lot of classes that were kind of a work at your own pace. Um, and it really wasn't much accountability, kind of like you were saying on the, the teacher wasn't really able to see how far I was doing um, besides just when I took exams. Um, and for me, that worked. I like being accountable for my own mm -hmm. grades rather than if you fall behind, you fall behind. Um, right. That's the big difference there. So I really do um, think that this is truly a great idea and it's and very it's, creative as well. Before they get too far along, sometimes it could take teachers days to return their work. And now you're three more lessons into the, the content and now they're three days behind where day one, hopefully that student is reflecting and gosh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of these wrong. I should hopefully they'll go to extra help and you know they'll still reflect on that and take some more ownership of their education and, and be accountable to themselves too before it gets too late. Yeah and extra help like you were saying I mean with pen and paper that was coming in early in the morning or staying late after school it had to work with the student schedule but also the teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, with this you can have video links um, if they right. get an answer wrong it takes them to a video hey here's how you do it um, sure, it could have taken the teacher a little bit of time to make that video or most of the stuff's on YouTube nowadays. They can just <laughs> find a video, put it there and call it a day. Once. If you're a secondary teacher, you're often teaching the same class 
three, four, five times a day. So instead of repeating yourself three, four, five times a day, just take your um, your prep period and record it once and then the students can watch it. And then that frees you up from repeating yourself so you can provide that individualized support walking around the room. And of course, not every day, you know, there is a place for pen and paper, don't get me wrong. And there is a time for whole class discussions and, and teacher directed lessons, but this is a nice um, alternative, another opportunity. It doesn't need to be the sole way you teach your right. class either. You can mix it in with the, you know, board to the students. Um, you could do days where this is what you're doing. Um, I saw you mentioned flip classroom. Mm -hmm. um, that's a term I heard a lot when I was in school and I've heard a lot on this podcast. <laughs> um, so maybe kind of go into how would somebody use this to do that flip classroom model? So um, instead of the teacher presenting the lesson five times, the teacher could record themselves doing the introduction or explaining the content. And what's nice too is you can then chunk it up. So instead of teaching your 20, 30, 40 minute lesson where the students are taking notes and trying to keep up, you can chunk it into smaller pieces. And the nice opportunity for that is, um, Again, if a student is struggling to pay attention or a student is in the back of the room and there are distractions they, they can't hear, they can't see, having the introduction lesson on the Chromebook in front of them or their device in front of them with headphones, they can rewind it if they couldn't hear what the teacher said. A lot of children are embarrassed to raise their hand and ask a question. I remember in 11th grade, I asked a sincere question and the whole class busted out laughing. and. 35 years later, I still don't know why they laughed. So, you know, and I never raised my hand again. So this provides a nice opportunity for students to, again, get, I know I keep saying get that support, but if they're embarrassed to raise their hand and ask a question, they don't have to. They can rewind the video, um, you know, if they were distracted. So this, the teacher, instead of doing that whole class instruction, would record it and put it in the game. And then if the student got the answer right, can proceed to the next step, watch the next video and, and move along at their pace. And again, since the teacher's now not tied to the board, doing that instruction or flipping it where it's their homework to watch the video and it's their homework to just answer the questions. And then when they come in the next day, it's practice. So the teacher is assessing and monitoring their understanding. So instead of doing the practice at home with no support, do the practice in school when you have the teacher support. Let's just say a teacher used this for a homework assignment and sends the kid home with the assignment to do the game or build the snowman, whatever it is. <laughs> um, is there a way to make sure they're actually doing it? Because I know I thought you said something about like it's hard to monitor what they're actually doing within the game. Right. And they could always just ask their friend or you know, Google the answer to the riddle. So um, a lot of times what I did was hyperlinked a Google form. So as the students were going, they were answering the correct answer in the Google form. So this way they're not just click, click, clicking. They have to see what the right answer is and then answer the correct answer on the Google form. And then the teacher would have the student's responses on the Google form. Um, or again, linking Kami or Google Doc so that they could see the students' work, whether it's math skills or math where they have to show all their work, 
having those hyperlinks embedded to outside programs, Google Docs, which is also part of the, the Google for Education, so they don't have to have that separate program. Um, so there are ways that you could um, have that accountability piece. So you know they're not just click, click, clicking through the game. And you hopefully you know, explain to the students, this is here to help you and you're only shortchanging yourself. But we all know, you know, and we have bad days too. We just, I don't feel like doing it today. So <laughs> we go through it. <laughs> I know college, that's a big thing. I mean, you're paying to be there. So right. most, of, most of my professors were, if you don't want to show up or you don't want to do the work, I'm getting paid. That's on you. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> um, I mean, it really, that's kind of how a lot of my teachers in high school were too. Um, with uh, some of my advanced classes, especially um, that were for college credit, they treated it like that. And so if I didn't do my work, you know, they obviously they were more happy, but right. they didn't make a huge deal out of it. Um, Cause it was on me intrinsic motiva motivation this is going to help you this is a resource that you have if you want to do well and and the thing with the gamifying it's fun so they are more likely to do it as opposed to a worksheet um, and also too if they look at this huge worksheet with 25 or 30 long division problems that's overwhelming that's intimidating, especially to a student who is struggling. And if they're struggling to get through number one, and now they're looking at the rest of the page, they're not going to be motivated. They're going to shut down. So gamifying paces them, chunks it one at a time. Here's one question, just focus on this. Don't worry about all the other questions. So hopefully that will motivate them. And the students were excited. Can you make a riddle room for this? Can you make a riddle room for that? So it, it motivated them to complete the activity authentically because they wanted to know the answer to the riddle. Or I did one um, for um, ecosystems, I'm sorry, not ecosystems, energy. So they did one for coal, one for biomass. And because the coal one, I connected it to Minecraft. Now, I never played Minecraft. My children are older. So I had to do a lot of research and I was texting my 23-year-old son, what do you know about Minecraft <laughs> so that I could create this? And the teacher said, as soon as the students opened it, and as soon as they saw the background, oh, it's Minecraft. And they were so excited. So that's the other advantage to gamification. They're excited. And it's thematic and they don't realize that they know it's the same lesson, but it's not the same lesson, but it is the same lesson. I, I'm a big believer in hands-on interactive learning um it's how i learn best um and i think this is definitely a good way to like we've been saying implement that into the classroom students are excited because you can tie it you can use whatever gif gif whatever you want to call it you can put whatever you want that you think is going to draw the students attention mm -hmm. um and i mean if they're focused and having fun they're more likely to retain that information right Absolutely. And you could even turn it around a little bit. Um, when I was in the classroom, when I would be reviewing, I would assign the students a review sheet for homework or the day before a test. Pencil and paper, pre-pandemic, before we had one-on-one -on -one devices. And then I would go over the, last, the review sheet, and I wasn't sure that the students were checking their answers. Are they making sure they have the right answers on their worksheet to go home and study? So I'm a big football fan and not just because of my last name, Manning. I've been a Giants fan my whole life. Um, 
So I created this activity in the classroom where I actually put the, some of the wrong answers on the board and I made red flags for all my students and I wore a referee jersey, they could wear their football jerseys. And so when they saw me put the wrong answer on the board, they could challenge it and throw the red flag. So I made one of those for, yeah, I gamified it. I put the wrong answers so they could challenge it and it was interactive. So the football one, the objective is to move the referee along and the yard markers, you know, all the way down from end zone to end zone. So changing it up, giving that challenge. I've also made ones that were carnival themed. So they're playing skee-ball or musical chairs. Uh, to make it fun and like you were saying with the wearing the referee um <laughs> to gamify a lesson it doesn't have to be through google right. slides you can right. do it you can do it that pencil paper you're in front of the mm -hmm. class with the board as long as you're making it fun and making it interactive for the students you're achieving the same result whether... we're paying attention nothing is more exciting than catching your teacher making a mistake so, and they loved to throw things at me. You know, I told them, if you hit me, you're losing five points on your test. Okay. <laughs> so like you throw the flag to the ground, don't throw it at the teacher. Um, you know, just, just to change it up a little bit. I used to, um, when I taught social studies, Gilgamesh, she built a wall. So I bought a Jenga game and I wrote questions on the Jenga pieces. So they would push out the Jenga pieces to answer the questions and it resembled the brick wall that Gilgamesh had made. But during the pandemic, they couldn't touch Jenga pieces. So I made a digital Jenga um, to interactive. But then you also have the two opportunities. It's nice to provide students with the options. Um, you know, I don't want to get into blended learning too much, but some students love the pencil and paper or the physical Jenga. Some students love the digital if they have visual issues or if they have reading writing obstacles. We can use the technology to remove that obstacle because the end game, not to get, <laughs> no pun intended, the end game is to learn the content. So you have all these different resources that are available now. So let's not shy away from that technology that overwhelmed us during the pandemic. Let's take what was good from it and provide more opportunities for our students to succeed. And that's what I love about my job is creating those opportunities for the teachers because they're so overwhelmed. They don't have time to create it digitally. So they'll send me their worksheet and I love to sit and create the digital lessons for them. So that's my goal for this year is to get into more classrooms and do more of the co-teaching or sit at one of their centers to integrate the technology because it's, it's a lot. Teachers don't have the time for that. So that's what I'm here for. Kind of continuing in that direction. I guess that's that's more on the IT side. Um, and so that's mm -hmm. kind of where I wanted to go next was as a tech integration person or a technology director, um, how how do you, obviously you just kind of mentioned it, um, but how would that position assist the teachers with this gamification and using technology to help uh, supplement their lessons? The, the way I organized it last year was every Monday I sent out a Google form to the teachers and they could sign up. And I had the questions, whether it was content-based or tool-based, do you want to learn the tool or do you want to, listen, I have this lesson, I don't know what to do with it. And then I would meet 
with the teacher either via Google Meet or in person. Um, so what I'm using this year is the new calendar update. So I just share my calendar and with the new appointment slots. So they just pick a time and they let me know whether I'm going to go into the classroom or we're going to do a Google Meet. Um, they could also attach to the Google form the lesson that they're working on. So basically, because I support seven buildings, I can't be in every building every day or even in a week. And my office is actually in an eighth building. So I miss out on that walking through the hallway. Hey, Michelle, can you help me with this? So I really have to cast a wide net. So in addition to sending out my calendar and hoping they'll sign up, I also have a Google Classroom that all of the teachers are in. So as I make these templates, I post them in the Google Classroom. So hopefully it'll plant some seeds. So either teachers can take that template and input the content because it's already done, or if the teachers aren't at that level with the technology, they can send me the content and I'll create it for them. So whatever level, whatever comfort level they're at, or even their time frame, they, they know the technology, they just don't have the time, I'm available for all the different levels of support, whatever they need. So I, I try to be very versatile in what they need and how they need it. And, and more are starting to come to me with the content and that's my goal. I can see other schools implementing that as well. Um, obviously, I don't know how large your district is or how large your tech staff is, <laughs> um, anything like that. But obviously if it's, you know, just you, I could put a lot of time on your plate. You know, other districts have multiple people they could assign to maybe even they're the person that does that. Mm -hmm. um, so there's all different ways that you can implement this and, you know, help your staff. Cause that's ultimately, that's the goal for everyone that works in education, uh, whether it is on the tech side or the actual education side is we're here for the students. We want to make sure they're succeeding as much as they can, whatever tools they need and whatever we can do on our end to help them. So right we've kind of talked about how you're helping your teachers um and just your educators in general with this gamification um what are some pieces of advice you would have for people that are kind of in the similar role or maybe even just want to start uh gamifying their um, lessons um well twofold question as far as the tech coach my advice to them would be make those personal connections, find the people that you know. Um, so I noticed that the big turning point for me last year was when one of our STEM coaches reached out to me and she said, Michelle, we have this lesson and it's just so boring. The students watch a video and they take notes. Can you make this fun? So I said, oh, okay, no pressure. So <laughs> I created, that was actually the goal, uh, the cold lesson that I had mentioned earlier. And it taught the students how to do research. Um, it was just, the students had so much fun with it, but that got me into one classroom. So because I worked with the STEM coach 28 years ago, we did staff development together 28 years ago in our beginning of our careers together. Then our careers went different paths, but then they came back together. So that relationship with her created this lesson. Then she got me into one classroom. And then the other teachers were like, wow, that's really great. Will you come into my classroom? And then I sent it to the STEM coach in the other building. And it was that beautiful ripple effect, that pebble in the pond. So finding those relationships. So then I, when I started to seeing how it was my personal relationships that really turnkey my role as an ed tech coach, 
I reached out to my colleagues that I started with. Um, one of my bridesmaids <laughs> from you know a long time ago, I reached out to her. I said, hey, Janet, let's get together again. Like We used to teach next door to each other. And again, our paths went different directions. Like, let's come back together. Let's co-teach. So, and they invited me into their rooms and then their colleagues on their grade level saw. So my advice to, my advice to the ed tech coaches is find those relationships and really work those relationships. As far as teachers that are interested in gamifying, I absolutely more than welcome to share the links to my templates and my resources. So starting small with some of maybe using one of the ones that are already done and then using one of the templates and then from there trying to create your own. So baby steps, what you are ready for when you're ready for it, because if you're overwhelmed, it won't work. There's there's a lot of different apps, right, and and different programs people can use for for learning. Um, and I know from being in the education side of things myself for a handful of years, um, going to different conferences. A lot of times when they talk about different apps and programs like this, it almost seems like it's very much geared towards younger grades, maybe up through sometime in middle school. Um, and coming from a high school. Uh, it just it things like building a snowman. Like I couldn't imagine senior <laughs> in honors bios wanted to building a snowman. And it's right. so do you do you see gamify and, and some of the other things you you and your teachers have used to be able to move into that high school kind of world? Because I feel like high school does end up back with like the paper and pencil and tests and get ready for the SATs and the ACTs. Right. That's kind of where you're at. Right. I've actually had high school teachers use my templates. Um, I actually, um, one world language teacher had her observation coming up and she created a riddle room for her students. The whole thing was in, in, in Italian, which was fun for me trying to create because I had no idea what the right answers were, what the wrong answers were. And I told him, like, make sure the hyperlinks are correct because I had no idea what I was reading. Um, and so it actually took them through traveling. The unit was traveling. So they started at the airport and then they worked through checking their luggage and security and takeoff. And it worked the, through the whole uh, process of what the unit was. Um, I've done lessons for family consumer science where they're practicing interview skills. I did a whole office themed. So obviously office, the TV show is not geared for younger children. Um, so I just changed the background to the office characters. So Michael Scott was interviewing people. Can he ask this question? Yes or no. And um, so I had the gifs where the office staff was, yay, or the author, you know, Michael's going, no, no, no. Um, so if you pull in on the content that they're interested in, that they're familiar with, um, again, I, you know, I feel my age making these because I'm so <laughs> out of what's, you know, what, you know, what's cool or and even saying cool isn't cool anymore, but you know what I mean, <laughs> what they're interested in. So I have had high school teachers use these and sometimes high school kids like a break too. You know, they like to think they're so old and mature, but they actually have fun with some of these. Even now as an adult, looking at 24-page documents just on paper is not fun, and it still burns me <laughs> out. So I'm sure even in high school, I mean, for me, you know, so I'm, I'm 22, so I was in high school, you know, four years ago. 
My children um, are older than you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and so with that, you know, when I was in my freshman year was when my school district first got Chromebooks. Um, and I was actually one of two testing classes that got them. Um, and so I really was in that, you know, transition period where teachers had no idea how to use these things. The students didn't know how to use them. Um, and so seeing that, that, so for me, it was kind of opposite where I was in high school, we just got the technology. Um, and so that's what we were using because it was new, new shiny thing. They wanted us to use it, um, versus, you know, students nowadays, they've had Chromebooks, a lot of them, the majority of their entire school career at this point. Um, and so going back to that pen and paper, um, it can just be, you know, completely different and, switching between the two i'm sure is not good either so put the ownership on the student give the students the template the blank riddle room and have them enter the questions and the answers let them learn the hyperlinking you know so again it's not just playing the game let them learn those technology skills students yes they know how to play video games they know the technology on their iphone but do they know how to use basic google docs and google slides so you can take it to another level where they're not building the snowman i had created that because it took the language and the riddle out of the for the younger children who, who don't understand what a riddle is or don't understand the letters they can't read the word that they just spelled out with their riddle room so that's why i did the snowman but for high school students, instead of building a snowman, let them build the riddle room. Let them do the research. Let them come up with the questions and the answers um, so that they're, they're building it and also learning the tech skills as well. So you can modify it in so many different ways. You know, the accountability aspect of can you track if the student's actually doing the work? Well, there if you, you make go. them make the lesson, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so... Yeah, they can um, trade, you know, do their groups and, and so on. And so then there's also the review. So there are definitely ways that you can modify this up or down. Yeah, I mean, if the student makes it, you can have, you know, you can do groups, they can make it, and then they pass it on to a different group to actually play mm -hmm. through it. Right. Um, as, like you said, as a review, and that way they're all working together. <laughs> That's the big exactly. thing, so. Right. And um, if a student was absent, say I'm thinking like chemistry, if a teacher had done an experiment, the student was absent and missed the experiment, if the teacher had recorded that lesson and now you can embed it into the videos or into the games, the students can see it without the teacher having to recreate the whole experiment or activity for the students to complete. But I think a big piece of advice that I would even have, and it isn't just for this, but don't be afraid to fail or, you know, you'll make one that doesn't catch the interest of the students. Don't stop doing it. You're going to learn. We're all lifelong learners. So you'll learn what works and what doesn't. Um, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you've had lessons that students, you, you know, you put time into, you made and students just weren't interested in that. Right. Um, everyone's different. So, I mean, every student's going to have different preferences and, mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you've learned throughout your time doing this that what works and what doesn't. So. And I think that's also another reason why it's so important to bring in that technology and not push it aside. 
is because what works for one student doesn't necessarily work for another student. So giving them the choices and the different experiences. And again, you're not going to gamify every single day, but yesterday was the pencil and paper and today is the gamify. So you're again, casting that wide net to reach all of your different students. Well, and you mentioned chemistry and experiments and taping <laughs> things and filming it or whatever. And I, I, I taught chemistry for a few oh, years. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's definitely better to fail at making a gamify than it is to fail <laughs> at making a chemistry experiment go bad. <laughs> right. We'll record this successful experiment so that way right. they can learn from that. It's a lot safer that way. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, you've been doing this for a while. Um, do you present at all? Besides, obviously, you're on our podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. But do you do any presentations, have any YouTube videos that maybe um, other ed tech coaches, tech directors, teachers can look at that um, you know are public that they can use as a resource? I do. Um, I'm just building my social media profile now. So I do have a YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram. I'm just starting on TikTok. Um, I kind of feel too old to be on TikTok, but <laughs> I'm learning. Um, but my handle for all social media outlets is at Manning Tech Talk. So I'm slowly starting to post videos there and different resources, but I was very excited. I did present at ISTE. I'll be presenting at NiceGate, um, which is New York State later in the year. I'll be presenting at Lights, which is Long Island in October. Um, and I do all presentations for the district where I teach. That's a big part of my job as the PD. So presenting at faculty meetings, superintendents conference day, small group instruction, one-on-one -on -one instruction, morning coffee clutches, however I can get to them. Um, so I do a lot of presentations, but as far as the general public outside of my district, I am starting to branch out on some of the social media sites. Be sure to follow. Um, <laughs> we'll make sure to link um, all thank of our social medias as well. We appreciate everyone listening today. And Michelle, thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much. Audio Jungle.